We're live. We're live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast that is hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the host, Paul. And I hope you enjoyed our little intro tonight. Uh, for, for a one-minute <laughs> clip, it took me fucking hours to sort out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, we are joined tonight by um, an invader, shall we say. So we've got uh, Captain Goodwill, uh on a voyage of explanation from the Star Trek universe uh, to, to go boldly where no Star Trek nerd has went before. So yes, he is crossing the lines with the star with the star and the wars and the star and the trek. So he is an ambassador, shall we say. And looking creepy as fuck. Um, we have, I'll just call him Grant because he's scaring the fuck out of us in that little uh, <laughs> dressing gown. It's like a cross between a, a synth lord and Brett Michaels. Um, <laughs> and again, we are joined by comic book nerd herself, the lovely Lauren, to spit facts and knowledge on us all. So, thank you for all for returning, and thank you for joining us tonight. And I know the chat has been talking a lot of shit for the last fifteen twenty minutes. I don't know why they logged on early, but that was fair enough. Not going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's everyone tonight, guys? <laughs> Doing good. I'm excited yeah. to talk for the second time on Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's it's been amazing that how long this podcast goes as went. We've literally only talked about Star Wars twice. Yeah, we did the talk, which mm-hmm. so interesting fact number one, Star Wars was our first ever nerd talk. Yes. It was the first time that we ever did a talk outside of the top fives. It was our first ever nerd talk. And we've only ever done that mm-hmm. and The Mandalorian. Yes, The Mandalorian was ill-timed. We did it... Very ill-timed. We did it about eight <laughs> months after it actually premiered. So so that... nobody gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go well. But yes, uh, Sammy, Hello. do you want to do your little... Like, I don't know if, if, if your little spiel, you haven't done it for a few weeks and Goodwill tried to do it the other week as well. Oh, <gasps> you little thief. Did I? Oh, did you? How are you guys? I, know, I wasn't there. <laughs> I wasn't there, but <laughs> as I like to ask, and I have missed it for a few weeks, so we're going to bring back the cheesiness. That is, how are you guys doing? <laughs> are you good? And what have you been watching? So I'll let Lauren Love go the first. the friggin' enthusiasm <laughs> of you all. Oh, what have I been watching? Um, yes. Lots of true crime. All um, right. <laughs> I watched... That was a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it was. But I do watch true crime. I did. The last thing I literally watched was um, I cannot look for the life of me remember what it was called, but it was a Netflix thing about a, a killer nurse, and they reckon he killed as he could possibly have killed as many as four hundred people. Oh, it, oh gosh. it's pretty. It's pretty intense, but um. It it's fascinating because obviously we've had you know killing nurses in this country, but in America because health is monetized. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. somebody is doing something heinous in a hospital, that it's very strange and very kind of like what the hospital then tries to do, so they can keep their reputation and oh, God, their yeah. finances. Yeah, so that that was quite interesting, and there was two women who were like working with him at the same time, and it's just. My heart goes out to them because they were already broken up by it because, you know, they thought he was their friend and a trusted mm-hmm. co-worker. 
But yeah, mm. lo- some lovely light watching. <laughs> Lots of jolly, jolly happy yeah, stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. What about you, Mr. Goodwill? What have you been watching? I have caught up on The Mandalorian. Ooh, me too. I have (laughs) finally finished season three of The Mandalorian. Me too. Um, Other than that, not much really. Uh, It's been a rather busy week, so finding time to sit down and like watch. I really want to start watching The Curse on Channel 4. Oh, because um, I've heard good things about it, mm-hmm. um, and and I think the second series is about to start this week or or next week. Uh, so I really want to sit down and, and give that a go. Um, yeah, just I, my backlog seems to be getting bigger and bigger every week, and you just you never have time to watch anything. But uh, yeah, that. Mandalorian. Um, we'll we'll discuss it obviously within the show. Mm-hmm. But that's what I've dedicated my time to catching up on. Cool. cool. What about you, Darth Sidious? <laughs> loads of fucking star wars mate <laughs> I, I, I still don't know why i volunteered for this podcast i have no idea what was going through my head at the time but my tactic has basically been if i watch four episodes of everything then i should be able to blag my way through this so right. we'll see how it goes. <laughs> it's gonna be lovely to have a fresh perspective on it though because yeah. we've yes. all been fans such for like a long time and you're just getting like Mm-hmm. Now it'll be really interesting to hear your perspective on it. That's pretty to cool. see if he is a fan of it. That's that's going to be the first mm-hmm. question, really. Can we, can we convert you? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's definitely in the dark side. <laughs> yes, that was that's going to be a few questions later on as well. So yeah, mm. uh, what about you, lovely Sammy? What have you been watching? Oh, I've been catching up um, with the Mandalorian. Like Goodwill, mm-hmm. I finished it. Um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. We're still on that journey. We're still <laughs> going through it for the second time. Um. And I went to see uh, Return of the Jedi on Friday Ooh, at the big, like? on the big screen. It was phenomenal. It was such an experience. I know it's watching a film that I've seen like a million times before, but mm-hmm. to experience it in like mm-hmm. in your face, like oh, it was it was absolutely brilliant. The the cinema was packed, which was brilliant, and um, it was just fun. It was a really fun experience. I loved it. That's about it. I haven't really watched anything else. Oh, no, I'm such a liar. We watching, we're back on Clone Wars. Oh, we're right. Trying to, oh. We're trying to get Clone Wars into Rebels. So we're kind of like, because we're really excited for Ahsoka, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we're going to like get into. But um, we want to we wanna understand a bit more. We know we can yeah. go into it without it, but we just want to we wanna be a bit more knowledgeable. Right. Yeah. Very good. So as being the king of trash TV, I have been oh, good God, divulging in the... <laughs> Not Discovery Plus, unfortunately. Jake will be disappointed. I didn't oh, go no. to them depths. Um, I think you mentioned it a few weeks ago, months ago, that last there was another new season. Well, new season. It's, it was out last year of Ink Master, which I didn't yes. realise. Uh-huh. Uh, so binge watched that. And I have to say, because it, like, it had past contestants on, and a lot of the contestants I always thought were canny. But what a bunch of bell ends can I just yeah. say <laughs> on this season? Like all of them were complete twats to each other. Oh, like awful. I don't know if it was jokingly or like like or done done tongue and tongue in cheek, but the way they were critiquing and talking about each other's artwork, like I know I get like with this being a bit of it like 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 to think of myself as a bit of a designer. I would never think about talking about someone's artwork the way they talk to each about each other's. And I know mm. being at the top of your profession gives you the right for an opinion but doesn't mean you have to be a dick about it i know it's probably mm. a reality tv show and stuff like that but yeah yeah it pissed us off a little bit but the whole because i used to love the show because it, it used to be 
done fairly and stuff, but the whole bringing back three masters that's won the show halfway through the season. Uh, spoilers for anyone who's what is hasn't watched it, <laughs> um, and then to compete with people who's com- done runners up in second was yeah. just bullshit. And they didn't have and like I said, they didn't have to go through things. And fair enough, the guy who won it is tattooing and is just probably some of the best work I've ever seen. But it's not fair putting him up against him when he's won the show twice fucking before. You need to give more people a chance. There was more other artists. Mm-hmm. Was this the first year without Dave? Panda? Yeah. Yeah, where he was, he was there, but he wasn't there, and it yeah. was poor, poor Joel. Like he gets this big gig to host this show, and yet he still has Navarro's ghost hanging <laughs> over the top of him, constantly reminding him he's still there. <laughs> yeah, but it, it kind of pissed us off a bit. But then I watched uh, one of the most weirdest TV shows I've ever seen on Netflix. It was about uh, collections and auction house. This this American auction house called Gold Ooh. Golden or something. But he was selling American uh, sports memorabilia and and baseball cards. But the way they were going on, it was just embarrassing. Um, like <laughs> trying to make, but they were like selling stuff for like ten million dollars and stuff like that. It was amazing. Yeah. But Big money. just just Americans being bellends, basically. So yes. <laughs> Hi to our American audience. <laughs> we do love you. <laughs> I don't love anyone, so fuck them. <laughs> Oh, yes. that interesting. I do like sports memorabilia is huge in America. Like, there's a reason OJ mm-hmm. went to jail for as long as he did for stealing it because <laughs> the glove didn't fit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. <laughs> they got him. Did at the end. <laughs> right. Shall we get into the wars? So, do you want to do your disclaimer? Because this is the one where. People will come for us for our opinions yes. over the wars. He is, yeah. fun fact, he is fun fact number two, and the final one that I have, the first ever time the disclaimer was said mm-hmm. was on the first Star Wars episode oh. because of that very reason right there. And it, it, it's not the, it's not as finely tuned as it is today, mm-hmm. but it still sounds almost the same. But it was the first time it was ever said. I can still remember the first conversation we had before mm. the episode as well because I, I know it sounds really like because at that time we didn't have that many followers or that, that many subscribers but we were absolutely shitting ourselves because yeah. we were going to put some content on the website on online and mention the word star wars because mm-hmm. we know and and again i know doing that we'll do the disclaimer in a bit and i'll, I'll probably get shit for this but this is one of the probably the most toxic fan base on the internet I don't think you'll get any shit from it. I think you'll get an agreement with the, a lot of the yeah. community, Star Wars community, because, I mean, there's some bad ones out there, but Star Wars is ridiculous. Even as a few days ago, um, mm-hmm. there's been some shit mm-hmm. in relation to, I mean, in fact, that with Rhea, she constantly gets brought up every other time that they can. Um, there was something, something else as well that's been going on, and it literally was a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. So it's not always something. <laughs> always something with Star Wars fans. They've always the very gatekeepery, and it's so sad. But the the reason the disclaimer was said for was because of that reason, and it's stuck <laughs> ever since. Because if you watch any true crime on YouTube, there is always a disclaimer at the front. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, yeah. "Well, I'm just going to see it." Mm-hmm. So then yeah. there you go, covered, done. <laughs> <laughs> And it's done right. us well so far, so it has it's it's set us well. 
exactly and i think a lot of people do agree with the the message in it as well so yay mm-hmm. right well everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and it's our opinions alone if you'd like to discuss anything in today's episode please come and join us in the facebook group where we can have an open discussion what we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong we can all agree so to disagree in fandom let's keep it fun keep it kind and keep the toxic behavior out of nudism Goodwill was doing a Graham there. He's <laughs> <laughs> pulling I faces at even, you. I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, he's, 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 learn, he's learning tricks from Graham now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not them tricks as well, Graham. <laughs> I can see him do Graham's in the chat as well. Hi, Oh, hi, everyone in the chat. Hi, everybody. Hello. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so, I'm quite interested to like say to dig in straight away with Grant just because he has <laughs> unearthed Grant. new territory. So, are you like have you enjoyed en- like the wars or like what's been your experience? Like again, oh, don't worry, I won't be offended. <laughs> no, it, it was suggested that Star Wars is new to me, and obviously, mm-hmm. as a 41 year old man, that would be absolutely insane for me to have avoided it for all this these years. I think. Probably where I differ from the rest of you guys is I got completely Star Wars out a couple mm. of years ago. You know what I mean? I adored, obviously, the original three. Uh, the mm-hmm. prequels came out in my late teens and 20s, so we were all very much looking forward to seeing Yoda fight and all the rest of it. Then the sequel trilogy came out, and I wasn't initially that impressed with it. And I think that kind of nosedived me away from a lot of the TV shows and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I have delved into the TV shows, but stuff like comics and like the the animated series that back up a lot of the extended universe, I have no idea on whatsoever. <laughs> um, because I've tried to uh, jump in and pick out a few choice bits, and it hasn't really worked, if I'm honest. <laughs> what have you watched, like leading up to this? Um, I've finished off The Mandalorian because mm-hmm. I did very much enjoy The Mandalorian. Um, it was quite formulaic, but it's it's a formula that I really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I've been trying desperately to get into Andor. And it's hard. <laughs> yeah, you'd think for somebody who loves dystopia as much as yeah. I do that a lot of what they're showing in Andor would ring with me, but I've got so many other areas that I draw wonderful dystopian kind of... Um, I don't know, inspiration from almost mm-hmm. um, that another one just seems like a little bit too much with all the dystopian end of the world shit that I really, really love. And obviously because of the age I was when I was at the pre- the prequel trilogies, Obi-Wan was just like, yes, mm. I'm going to fucking enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Oh, that's cool. So... I know, like, say, me and Sammy's did an episode on Star Wars and we talked about, like, our introductions, but I would be quite interested to know, um, probably with us all being around about the same age or a little bit younger, shall we say. Maybe a little uh, younger, one of us. Uh, how did you come across Star Wars or being introduced as a, as a like, a first time into that type of universe? Uh, Lauren, I'll ask you first, like, what was your first experiences with it? Um, I mentioned this on the True Crime episode when I was like introducing myself, but one of my first memories is literally watching Return of the Jedi on TV at Christmas time, and it's about yes, three or four. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember, it was, I remember it was Christmas because I remember the Christmas tree. And I remember I had like a plate of mashed potatoes and turkey and gravy and it was on the floor <laughs> and I was getting it everywhere. And I can remember hearing everybody in the kitchen because they just like left me to it. They left me <laughs> to the Ewoks. And it, it was so- just... It was just from there. Like it was mm-hmm. just from there. Like I had an I've got an older brother and older sister and they're both like quite a little bit older than me. And mm-hmm. I got on better with my older brother. Mm-hmm. And my older brother was a little bit of a nerd. So mm-hmm. he like watched Star Wars with me. And then like my dad gave me the Star Wars videos kind of thing. And like it was never like, Oh, you're a girl, you know, <laughs> go do these girl things. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> you like Star Wars, just you know, it's like mm-hmm. just do whatever. Like it was my happy place. So they, they kind of left me to it. Yeah. So it it was just how I grew mm-hmm. up. Like I grew up, yeah. grew up like also watching like other sci-fi stuff like Star Trek and Sliders, if anybody remembers the Sliders. Oh, Sliders was brilliant. Then like, <laughs> then like Farscape and like stuff like that. That's just like how I grew up. But Star Wars yeah. is like always something that I really, really loved because mm-hmm. <laughs> was the animal aliens <laughs> yeah oh and, definitely yeah you know, like leia like leia as a character was like kind of like really cool for a kid like especially like a young girl to kind of see because there's like this one story of the carrie fisher where um there's like oh how do i explain to my child that you're in this gold bikini and she's like <laughs> well i killed a space lug in this gold bikini it's just like damn straight <laughs> yeah so yeah very it's very special mm-hmm I would love, so, like, yeah, I said, uh, like, like... yeah, having that type of element, Sorry, like, no, no, it's fine. Having that element with Carrie Fisher and like Princess Leia in the Star Wars was probably, as I said, ahead of its time for a lot of different things because mm-hmm. they could have painted her as the damsel in distress or, um, like, always need rescuing and stuff like that. But even from episode, like, uh, not say episode one, even uh, from the New Hope, Star Wars, yeah, she had an attitude. She was a badass. She would always give as much shit as the person and I know yeah. they had the love story with um her and Han but she was never like depending on a man or anything she, like that and yeah she was always capable and then yeah. she went and rescued Han you mm-hmm. know like yeah. she she wasn't scared of like going after him it's she could have just ditched him and gone mm-hmm. on yeah. and lived a very nice life somewhere rich and everything yeah but she could have she didn't she no, she chose not to. I have a very similar upbringing. I, I was, I had a, I, we mentioned, I mentioned this on the first one. I had a, um, an older cousin who was into Star Wars and he got me into Star Wars and my granddad actually got me into Star Wars. Um, but I never fully appreciated Princess Leia as a character. It wasn't mm-hmm. until I was older, maybe mm-hmm. even like, like in my early, like late twenty, my late twenties, that I actually fully appreciated her as a very strong woman mm-hmm. in pop mm-hmm. culture, and I wrote this full article um for when I used to work for websites, and I was just incredibly taken back. And like I didn't, I, how I couldn't, how could I have not have seen her? Mm-hmm. But I grew up in a very male centric place. I, like my yeah. my favorite characters were male, all male, and I just I never fully appreciated what Carrie actually brought or could have brought to us as a young girl yeah mm-hmm. like i no. don't think i understood the nuances at the time yeah. like at all i was just like oh she's cool she shoots guns you know she's <laughs> she can ride a speedster mm-hmm. and like i used to play this is core memory and locking but 
when I was little because my brother was is called Luke. So when I was very <laughs> little, I got confused. I thought my brother was a Jedi, but then we also play like Luke, Luke versus the Emperor, and mm-hmm. I'd be Luke, and he'd be the Emperor, and you know he'd he'd kind of like tickle fight me instead of like lightning bolt me and everything, and <laughs> that <laughs> you know it's just fun, but it it was never like. I don't I don't know because I know in some like some instances of people growing up when they're female and they want to like these kind of things they're told like oh no play with your Barbie kind of thing or something mm-hmm. oh, no. that's I wasn't I wasn't but that was never that was never like my experience which I'm quite thankful yeah. for because me too I, st- I still like some girly things but mm-hmm. I was never <laughs> nothing was ever like kind of off limits or forbidden like oh no well, this is for the boys yeah, that was like my that was like my upbringing. My mom, ne- my mom would not allow us to have toys that represented our gender. So we weren't allowed kitchens mm-hmm. or dolls and perhaps If we asked for them, we like we got them. My sister very much did. My sister liked her Barbies, but me very much into my action figures. And that's and she just wanted us to be able to choose what we wanted to play with. She didn't want anything forced upon us because of the fact that we were girls. Mm-hmm. So my mum is awesome. She is very. And hi, Mrs. Weatherall. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, Goodwill, how did you get into the wars? This is probably going to be really specific. Um, Obviously, when I was younger, it was... I think the only sci-fi I was was really into when I was younger was obviously uh, Star Trek. And I'd seen a a few other things. Star Wars had always been uh, there. And with other kids, it was like, oh, you have to like Star Wars, Star, Star Trek's crap. It has to be Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. And it was like, there was a rivalry and I never really got it mm-hmm. because I'd never, I'd never seen mm-hmm. Star Wars as a, as a, as a whole. So I was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, the, the two different things. I don't care. I like what I like, but I remember it vividly because I've had to rack my brain because you know, when you just, when you think, oh, how did I get into this? And you're just like, I've always been into it. Yeah, and it's always you, been there. Yeah, and then when you think yeah. it's like, oh god, it was actually one defining thing that got me into it. Mm-hmm. Nineteen ninety six mm-hmm. in my primary school assembly hall, where it was like one of those. Do you remember when you used to have like a movie day or like a mm-hmm. movie hour? Yeah. Oh yeah, like all in. Yeah, the big CRT on a trolley with a mm-hmm. VHS, yes. and you're like, boys, you hung over teacher just wanted a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ashton had had too much port at the pub last night. He was like, oh, we're going to go near Master today, lads. And he'd rolled in his TV and he bobbed on Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Now, this was pre-20th anniversary digital alteration. Remasters, yeah. So it was yeah. the first first edition, shall we say. Yeah. So yeah. we watched that. And I mean, it's the third one. So you're just like, why is that half built? What's these teddy bears? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But for a kid at like eight yeah. years old you're like mm. pew pew bang bang yes. <laughs> and i remember and i mean I, I did it earlier on like my i got into star wars from that and then obviously 97 came around and mm-hmm. there was this huge because it was the 20th anniversary there was a huge marketing push for the mm-hmm. digitally remastered trilogy and then obviously with it being lucas he's just like merchandise yeah, yeah. so michael machines Mm. had the license for all the so yeah so my very first toy i mean i've got a little hot wheels one but my very first toy was a y-wing bomber 
Mm-hmm. And I, I've still got it to this day. I treasure that as my very first oh, like no. thing into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's I, the I, one with the built-in R two as well, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and just watching, obviously, because my my best friend was big into Star Wars, and he came, it's so weird that it all happened around about the same time. He moved from South Africa to uh, where I live. He was heavily into Star Wars. He got me in to the whole trilogy because he brought the VHS cassettes around, you know, the, the big mm-hmm. back off <laughs> remastered, all silver yeah. and the, bumpy and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, there was two versions, or there was a silver version and a gold version. I've this got was the, the silver, silver version. One. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This I've was got the, the silver one. So we were watching it and I was just like, New Hope, I was like, oh, it's a bit slow. Empire, I was like, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like, the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I just I got into it from from there, mm-hmm. and you know with with me liking ships and stuff, I was like, oh, X Wing, Falcon, Tiger, yeah, I love that. Uh. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I, I I I got into it, but it was always to a lesser extent than the other stuff that I liked. Yeah, but it over. But it was there. It was there, but it sort of after the prequel trilogy, it matured. Mm-hmm. Um, because fandoms grew as the internet matured, mm-hmm. as the internet grew, fandoms grew, and I gained a new appreciation for Star Wars and its cultural mm-hmm. impact on everyone. Um, mm-hmm. Because it, out of yeah. all the franchises, that is one of the hugest cultural impacts uh, is is Star Wars. Yeah. And I got a new uh, appreciation for it. And, and I remember, like I said, it was, I've mentioned it previously, Phantom Menace, I saw mm-hmm. with my my late uncle which i i didn't like but i was there with my uncle and i was having a whale of a time because yeah. i'm like i'm getting popcorn and coffee <laughs> so, oh. and then uh revenge of the sith was the first film i ever saw on my own and the mm-hmm. cinema was oh. empty and i'm sort of like i'm on my own is this film shite <laughs> Baby Goodwill. <laughs> yeah. so this is like 2005 like i'm on my own in my cinema watching hayden christiansen jump around what why is everyone why is no one here <laughs> and yeah and and like i said it, it matured from there and i gained such an appreciation for for everything that it it had done for television and film and music yeah. and visual effects i mean industrial light and ma- magic did nearly everything it did star trek it did loads of other stuff and to this day like you look at those effects from the 70s where it was all models it was all like everything was just it they're so unique the sound effects mm. are so unique the music is so unique it my appreciation just grew all the yeah, way through yeah. and like i said when uh the force awakens came around that was like for me that was a major cinematic event mm-hmm. because it's like oh crap you know this is star wars and i'm seeing star yeah. wars in the <laughs> cinema probably like how sammy felt seeing return of the jedi in the cinema it's just like it's only crazy yeah, it's crazy yeah it's, it's like- crazy it's to think like it actually got to, I was so tired. I'd been out all day. I'd been out with my uh, godson. We'd been to Beamish. And I literally had two Aww. minutes to turn around, get in the car and go out. And I, I was so tired towards the end of the film. I was like, do you know what? I've seen this a million times. I may be able to shut my eyes for a second. And I just, I couldn't because I was, yeah. I, even though I've seen it, I didn't want to miss any yeah. of it. And there was bits in it I totally forgot about. I could mm-hmm. not remember the be- when the beginning bit came on. I went, hang on a minute. It's one of those... When did all this happen? <laughs> those, those... <laughs> 
those three films, I think you can enjoy them on DVD, Blu-ray, television, whatever. Mm -hmm. To watch them at IMAX or cinema or whatever, to watch them on a big screen, it's not a day out, it's an event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they are epic and have to be seen on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really lucky. Like you're talking about when they were remastered, they actually had a cinematic re release back then. Yeah. And my dad took me to see them. I was about 10 or 11. And one of the films, it was like, we were like the only people in there. Just like, just little, little, little ten-year-old me and my dad. Just like, yes. <laughs> that's so cool. No, I remember the when they remastered. But that's the thing because we are of the age, and again, I keep saying we're old and shit. We are. Um, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Old. We've we've been through all the different variations of the Star Wars because, as Goodwood said, we got the original cuts um, where Han shot first. Then we got the, um, like I say, the remastered one which came out on VHS. Mm-hmm. Then the next that. remastered was the Blu-ray version. Oh no, no, it was the laser disc. Sorry, the yeah. laser disc version. I've got the DVD where it's got the remastered version and the original version in the same case. Mm. Oh, Which is so very cool. hard to come by yeah. now. The, yeah, the... I am not letting go of them. Because I know George them. Lucas when before he sold to Disney says mm. he would never release the yeah. original concepts again because it said that wasn't his his vision that's not what he wanted for star wars i bought them uh, back in uni not mm. then such a cool buy i've got the mm. on vhs the um original trilogy but it is the one mm-hmm. that's been remastered so gutted mm. but the two, the last two cuts that they did was the blu-ray one was the last time they actually changed the movies mm-hmm. and then they would bring out the 3d versions so the 3D version Ooh, of the films that was okay. originally coming to the cinema because they released episode uh, and a new hope in 3D or no they released the Phantom Menace in 3D sorry at the cinema and Fuck then yeah uh, they were bought out by Disney and they scrapped all them plans so you could only get them with buying them on Blu-ray rather than seeing 3D in the cinema. Um, oh, wow! But did anyone else freak out during the Blu-ray version when they saw the Ewoks blink? Yes. <laughs> Now that I'm... you mention it, now that yeah. you mention it, yeah, I get what you mean. Because it didn't blink before. There was just like like yeah. the teddy bear type, like glassed up Big over hands. eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now like the remastered version, like the eyes blinked, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" I'm oh like... God, it's... Now that you've mentioned it, I can I can not I not see it now. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. I just remember the the little line in uh, the Big Bang Theory when that came out because that was 2011. Those came out. And mm-hmm. there's a little scene where like Sheldon's bugging this blue jay on the windowsill, mm-hmm. and and how was like, come on, we need to watch this. Yeah, we need to watch these before George Lucas remasters them again. Yes. <laughs> That's one of Ant's favorite episodes. He loves it when the window smashes. I don't get it, but he but, wets himself laughing at it. <laughs> yeah, but Goodwill did a good like a point as well because there's two, I would say, two big like sci-fi genre like. IPs out there that have pretty much touched or been like, involved in every single pop culture like out there essence. One is Star Trek. I'll, I'll give mm-hmm. it a, like say I'll, I'll never say anything bad about Star Trek, but Star Trek mm-hmm. has touched so many different places and and integrated itself there. But Star Wars is the other where literally every single reference point or TV show songs movies have made a reference to this and this is just unbelievable that it's still going today and yeah. like 
Big Bang Theory was a huge one. Like the like the cameos we got on that. Like the funniest one is James Earl Jones and Sheldon, uh, where he's just basically like saying, I like Star Wars and think he was like gonna get kicked off for them. And he's like, I like Star Wars too, and just end up like then knocking on knocking knocking nine doors on Carrie Fisher's house, which <laughs> was just, just the most I hilarious. Got a thing lying residual check burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> I used that clip for me TikTok because it's one of my favorite moments when he's like I guess you like Star Wars. Well, guess what? I like Star Wars too. And it's the line when he knocks on Carrie's door and Carrie goes, it's not funny, James. Then why am I laughing? <laughs> it still gets us. And it's such a good episode. I love it. Was but it yeah, that- I use that clip quite a bit on TikTok because it's so funny. <laughs> Wasn't that the first time James Earl Jones and Carrie Fisher like met on screen? Possibly, oh, well, they're on it. screen together because like, like they were running away. So I don't mm, think that I... I don't think they ever were like in Star Wars because obviously it was the, uh, <laughs> the David Cross, the Green Cross yeah. Code Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then obviously James Old James Old John did the VO, and they said like Big Bang Theory brought them both together for the first time. Oh, I, I couldn't I, I couldn't say for sure. I wouldn't know. No, but um, with it being May the Fourth in a few week few days time. Our mm-hmm. beloved general gets her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and yes. I, for one, cannot mm-hmm. wait to watch yeah. it. I will find a link to watch that because mm-hmm. that is going to be such an emotional moment. Mm-hmm. It shows so a emotional. lot of different things as well. Well deserved. Um, I know like there's a lot of things we'll probably be talking about, but I think the probably the, the thing that's going to be on the freshest thing on our minds here because we've all said it. We all have just finished watching The Mandalorian season three. Yeah, I know. Um, I know, like I said, there's been mixed views, shall we say? And there's little Gru. There's the there. baby. <laughs> there's the baby. He's uh, the baby. <laughs> so, honest, honest opinion now. What did people think of season three of The Mandalorian? Like that oh. we got out. Seems as I've literally just finished the last episode the other day. Mm-hmm. The first thing I said was not the strongest. Mm-hmm. But I still really enjoyed it. There was some really thoroughly good parts in it. I love the relationship between Bo-Katan and um, Mando. I mm-hmm. didn't realise it's the duo I wanted, but it's now the duo that I certainly most yeah. need. Mm-hmm. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing with um, Mando, um, mm-hmm. with, the, like, with the actual place. The planet. I, just, the planet I, I love seeing all the other Mandalorians. Um mm-hmm. I really didn't give a shit that Moff Gideon was there. Like, I'm like mm. a bit over that, but it wasn't terrible. Like I say, it, there was the, uh, the, that episode with the doctor, though. Mm-hmm. I'm so mad at that episode. Mm-hmm. There was no payoff. No. Yeah. Absolutely no payoff. Yeah. I to Anthony, if we've just watched that for God knows how long now, 45 minutes, and if there's no payoff, I'm going to be very upset. I understood it. Yeah, I I understood why that element was in there was to show yeah. that the like said there was still infiltrate infl- I can't be words it now infiltrating <laughs> all the different areas of the rebel and still having their fingers in the pies and stuff like that. But I liked mm. that episode, but the longer it went on, the more I'm like, oh, it's going to cut scene back to Mando action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be an interwoven thread throughout the season, not one massive long yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't the... really come back to no. it. 
they could have shortened that down and but given think, us more Bo-Katan and Mando. But I think so, that's yeah. the episode that's going to be a gateway to Ahsoka and and different aspects to lead into yeah, that. Yeah, but then it should have been at the end of the season, not the beginning. Possibly, yeah. There was but timing was issues, like, the timing maybe, issues. That... Maybe just getting it out of the way with was a good thing. <laughs> like, Possibly. It's yeah, there, it's planted, probably. it's done. <laughs> but I, about I, in that sense, it felt like a lot of people would have like, forgotten it now it's mm-hmm. just like oh that that one kind mm-hmm. of thing and like disregarded it but yeah they, they would have done a better job chopping it up and just yeah because that would have been a better thing of time passing although it was really cool was how um when they they had them walking around coruscant and then you had that scene where grogan gets coruscant. rescued Mm-hmm. And he's flying through Coruscant, and it's going past the same like bits where they were walking just yeah. like before. I was so, that was, was kind of cool how that tears. links in. <laughs> I was in absolute floods of tears when <laughs> Grogu got rescued in Coruscant, and Anne's going, "What the oh. fuck's the matter with you?" And I went, "It's fucking Charger, it's yeah, Charger." But and that he's going, bit where going watch, and I went, "It's just... the," I was like, "It's the actor who plays." Yeah. <laughs> The bit where Grogu's just chilling and left with the dead Jedi, it's like, oh, <laughs> just... sorry, Anakin didn't, didn't, Anakin thing. didn't get his way with the younglings. That's yeah. I thought no. was busy. Um, what about you, Grant? What do you feel? I mean, since Episode One of the Mandalorian, I was just like, oh, okay, so it's a western, mm-hmm. um, because I do think it it follows like from a cinematic perspective, it it just follows the structure that we got with a lot of the uh, the western TV series and yeah. the Western movies across the 60s and 70s. And I'm not saying that as a slur by mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination, because there's only so many different ways of telling a story out there and only so many different settings that you can do with. And I think the concept of the the Mandalorian order, so to speak, fit very, very well into that structure. Mm-hmm. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I do think maybe it could have done without some of the callbacks, in mm-hmm. the early seasons, you know what I mean? That's one of the bits that I'm probably going to go off on a rant about is the constant need to kind of go, oh, and and this person, oh, and, and this person, and try mm-hmm. and leave threads out in or the storytelling when the essence of Star Wars has always been jumps in time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? All of the all of the original movies, and it kind of got lost with the original trilogy of, you know, there's going to be a couple of months, there's going to be a couple of years between the movies mm-hmm. where you can kind of fill in the blanks a little bit. I think they could have done away mm-hmm. with some of that. Mm-hmm. The Coruscant yeah. episode um, brings up something interesting because it was probably the most engaging episode that I found of the entire season. I really, really got sucked into that. And oh, wow. I do think, yeah. similarly, what was said before, it's going to be a gateway into something else. The showing, from what I've mm-hmm. seen of mm-hmm. Andor, a lot to do with the the day-to-day lives and the day-to-day struggles of people that are within the universe living under the different regimes and coming out from the other different regimes it's i think that's probably that mm-hmm. episode is what's going to draw me into andor yeah. um whereas okay. previously i've tried to sit and watch andor and just being like Ugh. oh it's too slow go to sleep um <laughs> i do think though this uh the style like the producers everyone are betting big on thorn as the next yeah. as the next is, big and Ron, that's yeah. like huge yeah that's where understandable he's awesome yeah yeah, <laughs> very much so. But I think this is where this season is leading into, and I, I love the little, like, kind of like call or the little teaser of it type aspect. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, yeah. as as Grant said, leading up to that's where they're leading up to to get to. Yeah, because 
and I hate to say it as well, if they are going to be following on, like to keep it, like like with everything with the movies as well, because with the end of, um, like I say the the last trilogy, when all the all the Jedi's spoke to Rhea, we did hear Ahsoka's voice, so yeah, that means she's not alive. Well, that's what I said to Anne last night, and he went. Well, she could have forced our way in there. No. Oh, she's dead. No. Um, I do know that if anyone caught up with anything to do with Star Wars Celebration Europe that happened mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weekends ago, yeah. they announced that Lars Mikkelsen is going to be playing General Throne, which is brilliant because yeah. he is the voice actor of him. And I always think that's mm-hmm. just a very lovely mm-hmm. honour for voice actors to become a... then... You do see a little shot of him in the trailer as well. For yes. Yeah, the and there has been a, a leaked photograph on Twitter. You can find it mm-hmm. if you oh, dodgy I'm like sorry. us. Sorry, <laughs> Vince Smith, that I'm pronouncing his name wrong. I did say it earlier. I would butcher it. I can't say Thrawn's name at all. Yeah. Even though I have his book up there, I still can't say it. <laughs> so, Goodwill, what did you think of the Mandor season three? So, I agree with Grant. Overall, I mean... Star Wars was originally, for George Lucas, was premised as a Western samurai film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it yeah. was heavily influenced by mm-hmm. both genres, and he he successfully merged them together. And The Mandalorian, even from the music, the merge is there, and it is apparent. This season felt. I I had a love hate relationship with this season. I I completely forgotten that it'd come out because I just barely saw any publicity for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it came out, I was like, okay, it's a few side quests. But then there was some episodes where I was like, oh, okay, so the Coruscant episode with the rehabilitation of the ex-Imperial, um, what would you call them, members or ex-Imperial mm-hmm. staff? Yeah, bit disjointed because it was like, okay, so they're setting that up. Okay, so they're setting that up. Okay, you've done nothing with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm much like Lauren. I'm probably betting that that's going to happen in future series or future spin-offs. I feel at the moment this is the setup season for a amalgamation of all the spin-offs mm-hmm. that are happening. So you're going to have Ahsoka, the Mandalorian, etc., etc., Grand Admiral Thrawn. There is going to be a coming together, whether it's going to be in a movie or whatever of all these series where they all it's an yeah. Avengers formula yeah. if you will where everyone's going to come in and they've already done the timeline haven't they though so yeah. yeah so you've you've got Grand Admiral Thrawn talks about um by the way one of the quotes I always used to use for work where it's just like I do not seek glory only results <laughs> so I, I love that I love Grand Admiral Thrawn in Rebels uh, I mm-hmm. think his if anyone has ever heard of it ever heard his theme that was played in rebels go and listen to it after this podcast because it is organ music uh, a choir orchestral it is oh my haunting. god it sounds grand it is it yeah. is thrawn is cold mm-hmm. he's calculated he is in a game of chess he is 15 moves ahead of you his ship is so goddamn decked out with mm-hmm. The, the tribal patterns and he he takes whoever he defeats he takes a trinket so he's like he had bits of the mandalorians bits of uh other planets you know that they've that they've taken over or destroyed um but so this, he's the predator of the star wars universe he is the predator <laughs> he is the, well that's wow. what he is he's, he's 
So go on. He's a true villain in yeah. like the very kind of traditional sense of villainy, but he's also super clever and he's yeah. like a proper like with with so many villains, not just in Star Wars, there's like disparate, you know, aspects. But he's all of those aspects of what makes villains villains he's, like he's, all together. He was hmm. so calculated in Rebels, and then obviously we, we got a tease of it in Mando season two with Ahsoka, where you're like, "Where's Grand Admiral Thrawn?" As soon as I heard that, I was like, "Yes, yeah. Cause like, I was like, <laughs> yes," because I loved him in Rebels. But this season, um, yeah, it the Coruscant episode felt disjointed we got no payoff there was a few side quest episodes where i was like we don't need these here but overall the last two episodes brought it back for me Mm -hmm. i thought yes this is this is proper mando for me though bo-katan yes i like bo-katan Katie Sackhoff is always going to be starbuck for me (laughs) and i will always see starbuck in Katie Sackhoff, she's been, you know, she she's been pinned to that character now. She's like the Leonard Nimoy. You can never see Leonard mm-hmm. Nimoy as anything other than Spock. A lot of people who liked Battlestar will probably see that and go, "Yeah, she's good, but she's Starbuck." Yeah. But yeah. if it's if she gets her own series, that's fine. If she's with Mando throughout, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I think they play off well together. The yeah. the last episode, the one thing. I mean, I would say this is like a five out of ten season, not as good as the first two. But the one thing that really got me, and it's going to sound so goddamn pedantic, Mando is sat in front of his house. Grogo is levitating a frog. (laughs) And for fuck's sake, who at Disney thought, do you know what will top this off? What's that, Gary? A lovely fish all, pin all clothes. Oh yeah, that'll really suit Star oh, Wars. That I, yeah. I really liked it. I really liked it. It, it was, was very, so it was very uh, Christmas special. Yeah. It was, yeah. so it was almost, but it almost felt like an end. Like I know John Favreau said, there's no indefinite end mm-hmm. to yeah. Mandalorian because it's a flaw. It it's did, a, it, but it didn't because there's so much me, stuff that they didn't. didn't but, wasn't needed. Like the great big fucking mythosaur. <laughs> yeah, and, and the Mandalorian is like, okay. <laughs> oh, I have, <laughs> but, but, but we can we can come back to it later. For now, yeah. we're done. We can mm-hmm. done. We can move on to different stories oh. and maybe come back to Mando at a later date. I quite liked it. I thought it was a, I thought it was a lovely touch at the end. I oh, liked uh-huh. it, but yeah, I just <laughs> there was just so many threads. Yeah, too many threads. Was... I know this is probably going to sound like the most weirdest thing to say, like. I love the first two seasons of Man of uh, the Mandalorian, but that didn't feel like well, the last episode of season two did feel like Star Wars, but that yeah. didn't feel like a Star Wars TV show. It felt like completely new. This season felt like Star Wars to me because we had space like the space pirates, the space fights. Uh, we had like the shootouts, like not just like a Western tile where it's like yeah. spaghetti Western. This felt like true Star Wars. That's why I got so much more invested in this season than I thought I would have. And everyone's saying, oh, I hate it. I was like, I'm fucking loving this. Because um, when they went to the Mando, I got, yeah. uh, like, was it Return to Oz vibes as well? I was like, just mm-hmm. waiting for the wheelers to come out. <laughs> um, and, and freak us out even more. But because yeah. the first two seasons of The Mandalorian, it didn't feel like Star Wars. It felt more like Dune or it felt like um, 
like a spaghetti western. I was expecting Clint yeah. Waste. We nearly got it as well with the the, the blue guy. I can't remember his name now. Oh, Padman. Um, yeah. yeah. I, he's, he was the Clint Eastwood of, of basically the, the season. Yeah, but, but he's been like that since he kept, he was first in the cartoons. Mm. Clone Wars. That's, yeah, that's he's so thing. good in Clone that's Wars. That's his thing. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. So that. good in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. But this, to me, I know we got the, the Pizza the Hut spice, uh, like space pirate bad guy from Spaceballs <laughs> yes! in it as well. Um, <laughs> but I just thought it just felt like Star Wars as well. I felt like I was watching Return of the Jedi again. Oh, I love and that. I kind of yeah. quite like that aspect. But the thing that's kind of not getting me, like, because I wish they would explain it more, is like the time jumps. Because you're not really telling mm-hmm. you how long things are going to be or or what stage yeah. we're at like and... compared to like Return of the Jedi or um, just so it links up a little bit better for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I know that. it is cheese like balls, but it would be nice if it did give like even if it's just at the start of a season, just like the Context. year it currently is. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I still would be lost. Still, like you could tell us where we're at, and I'd still be like, oh, right, not, okay. I, I have got my little nitpicks, but I didn't. I didn't hate it. It's just, no. it's just some bits that just didn't like mm-hmm. you know link up, and it's just yeah. the, the we cuts... don't know. They, they could have said like what you just said there alone like they could say a, a bit of exposition like when he goes back to the planets oh mando it's been four years right yeah. okay we yeah. know it's been four years do you know what mm-hmm. you don't have to like say yeah. this is this is the year this is just just say oh mando it's been four years when he comes the, back yeah we mm-hmm. we accept the opening crawls in the films mm-hmm. so i find it weird when there's like films where there's not one mm-hmm like oh where is it you know where, yeah. where's my little I think... ball of yellow text because last time they were at the city it got shot up by like say stormtroopers and yeah like, and um what's he called gus from breaking bad um <laughs> but um <laughs> but basically then when he's come back it's got this good modernized city that's mm-hmm. would have taken yeah. years and years to cultivate and build and like get it to the level that it is and it's like mm-hmm. okay and that, I think I that's... saw somewhere it had been two years. Right. But... Yeah, I think I think Dave Filoni said like between the events of Boba Fett, like between the events of Skywalker training Grogu, two mm-hmm. years had passed. But it shouldn't mm-hmm. mean oh, that. It okay. should yeah. be in the door to explain because if if you don't, you know, if, if you, you if you've not seen Boba Fett and you go mm-hmm. to watch Mandalorian, it's just like. Wait, that's on. that's what that was the issue my dad had because my dad's not one of these people who watches everything because this is the marble effect that's linking into everything now yeah. you've literally yeah. got to watch all the content to know what's happening so you yeah. watch the first episode of the mandalorian and went why the fuck is the little shit back with him <laughs> <laughs> i was like have you watched yeah, Boba Fett? and he's like no i was like that's probably why i explained because yeah. um but again, I love I like the fact that Kroger was back, but I could have done with a season with him not being back as well. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, it breaks my the, heart every time I see him. <laughs> just because that ending, like see on season two, was just one of the best it endings was... in TV shows. And I'll yeah. I'll admit I cried like a like a bitch. Yeah. Like baby. Like, proper like a big, baby. Big, big, big tears, like proper <laughs> couldn't get me breath yeah. back. I, like, I, I lost my shit like mm-hmm. when you saw the X-wing, and just like that, so it's like, it's, it's like I just, yeah. I was like four years old again, watching mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi for the first time. I was just like, I was like a child. But but that more. scene, having Luke Skywalker impersonate Vader from Rogue One, was mm-hmm. brilliant. 
It was mm. out. So what a way it was to bring so back well a character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's why you realize why he's so like people are fearful of the Jedi's because yeah. that was the big thing mm -hmm. when they saw when a Jedi's coming, not just like the bad guys were scared, like all the heroes were like, shit, we don't know what yeah, to expect, <laughs> like a Jedi's coming. And, and it, it was, was just like, and there was, I think there were like, say, before, because there were spoilers and everything came out, but before, like, say, we found out who it was, like, I loved the speculation. People were saying, yeah. oh, it's this guy, it's that mm -hmm. guy. Everyone this thought guy it was Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. 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 Like, my eyes went to come back from the dead. And when you, and when you saw the, the X-Wing, like, literally, I'm getting goosebumps now, just mm, thinking, I've just seen the, the X-Wing go past the thing. And I just kept on saying to myself, they haven't got the balls to do this, have they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they haven't got it. Then you saw the cloak, and you're like, nah, they're going to pull it. It's going to be a soak, and it's going to be like mm -hmm. doing a, like, a switch. Yeah. And then you saw the lightsaber and you saw the colour of the lightsaber. And that's oh. when I just freaked the fuck mm -hmm. out and was just like like yeah. proper like nerding out. Like I've never nerded out to my life. I was like, yeah. this was absolutely amazing. And I know, like say they give it a lot of shit, like saying about the CGI towards it, but I couldn't give one little bit you of a fuck. You just accept mm. you just accept it, you know. Mark mm. Hamill's aged. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you also know? if you can do a better job, you know. Yeah, exactly. The with with Skywalker, the, the theories of Skywalker were really interesting. Um, even before the Force Awakens came out, because obviously they were like, "Who's the big bad? Who's the big bad?" And they said, "Oh, well, Mark Hamill's coming in." And so, and everyone thought Skywalker in the sequel trilogy would be the big bad because they mm -hmm. said, "Well, if you look at the Holy Trilogy, as, as it's affectionately known, Skywalker starts off in a white outfit. He goes into like a darker white or gray outfit, and mm -hmm. then ends up in Return of the Jedi in a black mm -hmm. outfit, signaling yeah. his transition from the light side of the Force to the dark side of the Force. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Roman Polanski and yeah. the way that he did Macbeth mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so they said, well, naturally, uh, what was it, Snoke? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they, saw, they said, well, that's an amalgamation of Skywalker. Skywalker has finally embraced the dark side and stuff like that. And I always thought that would have been interesting mm -hmm. to, to, to see that, you know, to see this this hero of the original trilogy turn mm -hmm. to the dark side and fulfilled his destiny. It would um, have been interesting. But to but... the the payoff in, in the end of season two, like 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 you guys have said, like he is terrifying because let's not forget by this point in Mandalorian, this it's been 30 uh, so it was 30 years since the fall of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, no one had seen that. Obviously, the, the rebellion had won. But again, the Jedi were only heard, you know, like it was only hush tones and stuff like mm -hmm. that. There was not many Jedi. So, yeah, they would be fucking terrified mm -hmm. to be like, oh, my God. Yeah. What is and then to see this just lightsaber yeah. just absolutely gunning nuts and slicing. But you're like, who the fuck is this? And I but love the fact as a viewer, we finally got to see what Luke could do. Because if you mm -hmm. think yeah. about it... All that we saw of Luke was what we see in Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. it's something, but it's not like, holy shit, like he is a Jedi master. We yeah. got to see full on Luke Skywalker and the reason people are scared of him. And it was such a moment, that force chalk man on that trooper. It was just, it's something, they, they can never replicate no. what they did there. They and can never replicate what, what I, I did. And I think that's where... Mando season three kind of falls down because they try to like placate it a little bit with doing Mando 2.5, which was the book, book of Boba, to try and build up 
because it was never going to outdo what it did it did in that type of expense. There was like the only type that could thing they could do to bring us bring back to surprise if they brought um Jar Jar Binks as a synth lord to, to come down and take down the order, uh, being the real yeah. bad guy. That would have, um, like say, totally thrown a spanner in the works type thing. Um, oh, oh the spanner would have been in absolute. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been but, so cool. I'd be in it. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I think, again, where they kind of painted themselves in the corner and they didn't know how they want to outdo it. So instead of trying to outdo it, they're just trying to say, right, we're going to build a different story. And I think that's where Thorne's going to come in. Um, but this was the season that nearly broke Star Wars, like like behind the scenes as well, because this is the one that uh, Filoni, not Filoni, um, what's he called? John um, Favreau. John Favreau nearly walked out on. And he's yeah. like, so that's where the hell on's been happening because um, people are, like say, aren't behind the scenes in Disney and L- Lucas are trying to get too involved with what they're doing. And he nearly said, right, fuck it, after this, I'm I'm gone. I think they've managed it's to talk him out case. of it now. Yeah, because yeah, they don't because he doesn't need them. Mm-hmm. Like at the no. end of the day, John Favreau don't need Disney, don't need Star Wars. Like he mm. can do on his own what he needs to. They need him more than mm-hmm. he needs them. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I agree because if you think about it, for, for Favreau and as well as Filoni, they are huge Star Wars fans. So for them, this is a passion project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they can take it or leave it. If, if oh, they gotcha. get too involved, they'll be like, right, no, see you later. Bye. Mm-hmm. Sorry, bye. Sorry. Yeah, they don't need them, but Disney need them. And I think it's now in the hands of Filoni and Favreau. I don't think anyone else is going to be uh, touching Catherine for Kennedy a long can fuck time. Off. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, she's she's, she's, not, very like, she's <laughs> not very liked, is she? I, I think with, with Kathleen Kennedy, there's there's been because obviously it was the sequel trilogy she helmed the sequel trilogy yes mm-hmm. she's she's been with lucas uh since indiana jones even before mm-hmm. indiana jones yes but it was more she she still didn't have the experience of of heading up a studio mm-hmm. yes she had always been there but she was never given the responsibility prior to mm-hmm. run a studio and to say you need to do that and they just gave her the keys yeah, And, you know, a lot of people would argue she essentially took the keys to Star Wars and ran it into the ground with the sequel trilogy. And it was Favreau and Filoni that sort of picked it up and then went, well, we'll save it. And let's be honest, like after, when did the Man- Mandalorian came out in 2019? Mm-hmm. So, was it? The Last 20, Jedi. 20, no, 2020. It in, came out in lockdown, didn't it? In, in the UK. But it was in uh, it was in America in late. Yeah, it came, oh, yeah, it came out first, didn't it? Yeah. Because oh yeah, because so... we were watching it on the dodgy up north. So, yeah. Oh, that's right, because <laughs> we didn't have Disney Plus. That's yeah, Disney right. Plus, we didn't have. So if you think, so if you think right, in that time period, you had the Last Jedi, which had come out, which was, you know, it was panned by a lot mm-hmm. of people because they were like, "What the the what was that?" So you had that. You had had Rise of the Skywalker. So you had the Mandalorian, and a lot of hope on the Mandalorian was like, "This is going to be shit." The way that Star I Wars remember is going, that. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be shit. And a lot of it was directed to Kathleen Kennedy because she was like, "Well, you need to do this. You need to get it." And she was getting too involved, like mm-hmm. Disney were doing with Favreau and Filoni. They were getting too involved instead of just letting the people who know the source material and who know how to drive the car do it they're like mm-hmm. well you need to introduce this you need to do this you need to do but how does it work it doesn't matter how it works just do it do this do this do this and i think that's where a lot of hate for kathleen kennedy comes from 
where mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it's got nothing to do with gender it's got nothing to do with anything like that it's just the handling of it has not mm-hmm. been done yeah. well. i think when she comes out public and says the things she says as well doesn't really help that no. herself as like say i know companies do have pr systems and i'll i'll be the one first one to say please use it <laughs> that's thing because mm-hmm. it's kind of like the way she comes across as well and again i'm not bashing her well i am a bit uh it's kind of like this is my toy uh, it's like if, if she was playing football and the what game wasn't going to think this is my ball i'm taking yeah. it you can't play with it if, if i'm not happy and that mm-hmm. that's the way she kind of comes across and again I, I know it's a it's a big thing to hold on to and like say it'd be hard to let go like i know about these things and like to to let if you get like a handle on things it's very hard to let someone else play with the type of things but it's about understanding if someone can make a success do better than what you're doing learn from them or build from them mm-hmm. then don't just try and take over from them as well that that's always yeah. been my little bit of a gripe with her there was there was a there was an issue uh, a couple of years ago. There was talks. There was there was rumblings, as there always is in Hollywood, that Kathleen Kennedy was going to get let go. Because let's be honest, Disney at the moment is an absolute shit show. It is <laughs> completely running all over the place. The CEOs have gone left, right, and centre. Blah blah blah. There was there was mumblings a couple of years ago that Kathleen Kennedy was going to get let go from LucasArts. She was going to be replaced because the trajectory that Star Wars was going was not going the way that Disney wanted it. Okay, mm-hmm. so Last Jedi I've been panned, yada, yada, yada. What she had done, quite cleverly, you know, for a credit, quite cleverly, she had took to social media and announced that there were that Disney and LucasArts were working on a female-centric Star Wars series. Mm-hmm. And it was going to focus on, you know, these these female centric rebels that were doing this and doing these operations. I think it was Rogue Squadron or something similar. Was to it Rogue not Forces of Destiny? Mm-hmm. Potentially, yeah. But she yeah. did that without authorizing it from John Favreau, Dave Filoni, Disney executives or anything like that. She just went out and went, yeah, we're doing it. And it put Disney in a really tricky position because it if you imagine if you're a really big media company like Disney and say, yeah, that, that female-centric thing that, yeah, yeah, yeah it's cancelled because we're not going to do it because we're sacking Kathleen Kennedy. It mm-hmm. would look really mm-hmm. bad yeah. for Disney. Yeah, she's so very she, clever. She quite cleverly just went, oh, you're going to get rid of me, are you? Oh, hi, Twitter. Yeah. Look at this <laughs> shit that we're making. And it was yeah. just like, and I've got to give her props for that. When you feel threatened to pull a flanker like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that is so it's pretty important. Yeah. I have all of the Forces of Destiny's dolls. <laughs> I got Leia, I got Padme, I got um, Jinosu, I got Rey. The only one I don't have is Ahsoka because she's very expensive. Um, but yeah, I have all the four. So she made them some money in uh, in mm-hmm. action figures. <laughs> they did books. They did mm-hmm. books as well for younger readers. I think they did like short series as well. Yeah, yeah. So, be, so I'm interested in knowing because there is a lot of different versions of star wars now like i say you've got the books you've got the comics you've got the tv shows you've got the christmas special you've got the ewoks cartoon um you've got uh like say the movies so what is your favorite star wars like interpretation of it that, like again like you can pick any like a tv show even an episode or even a film I'm going to be very different, be awkward and say, which one would you say is your favorite? I'll go to Sammy first because she's looking down, looking like she's reading. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, 
And she oh, looked very goth in that little stare in her face. So like, so she looks... <laughs> it's my normal look. <laughs> um, oh my god! Oh god, this is so difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I, I said it on the, the last one, and I'll say it again. I'll stand by it. I'll die in the hill for it. Um, Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars film of all time. Mm-hmm. Of all time, I, mm-hmm. I, for all that, yes, the original trilogy trilogy is phenomenal. I mm-hmm. don't know what draws me to it. I still, even I questioned it back then. I question mm-hmm. it still today. I don't get it, but there's it something has, there. It's it has special. a lot of heart in it as well. I like mm-hmm. see, I recently rewatched it this week, and I'm fully in agreement. It is my favorite Star Wars film now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I thought I'd never see it, but I absolutely adore like the shots, mm-hmm. the like say the like and you know how because you fall in love with the characters and you know what's going to happen to the characters but you still don't want it to happen and it's just Mm -hmm. perfect i do remember you agreeing with us like you Mm -hmm. you weren't oh sorry you weren't it wasn't your favorite but you didn't disagree Mm -hmm. with us on the the first one Um, Mm and it's just it's so special the sounds the cinematography it the how white um mendelson's um suit looks because that's really really white really yeah. white but he reminds me so much of the figure mm-hmm. like figures that i had in that uniform and look it just it somewhere. was like it took me so back to being a child i was like <laughs> oh my god look at him i used to ha- i used to play with him yeah. <laughs> um, not in that way guys <laughs> oh. <laughs> no that's used innocence. to do it to my little homies so yeah um, <laughs> innocence um but yeah rogue one is <laughs> Rogue One is probably my, and I don't know if that's a controversial thing to say, given mm-hmm. that I grew up with the original trilogy. And yes, I love the Ewoks movie. Yeah. It's one of the first ones I watched with my granddad. So <laughs> I love them teddy bears. What was the what one? Something like thingy and end or something like that, wasn't it? Or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't I know. I don't know if it's got anything to do with my t-shirt that I'm wearing. I've got like indoor summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the cartoons was weird. Um, what about you, Grant? Um, Sammy's massively preempted my fucking answer. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Um, from a modern perspective, I absolutely adore the Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, I adore Mads Mikkelsen as an actor. And mm-hmm. It's you know Sammy's saying that you can't quite put a finger on it. To me, it's the scene where you've got. Um, he, his name's completely gone out of my head. Is it Ben um, Mendelsohn? No, Saul... Oh, Saul Guerrero. Saul Guerrero. Forrest right. Whitaker. Forrest Whit- Whitaker, that was the name I was trying to um, get when she's watching Mad's um, hologram and it's the the whole my stardust bit. It just, mm-hmm. I was... <laughs> I, I shouldn't be getting teary at a fucking Star Wars film. Fuck off. No, you're crying. Um, <laughs> and it backs that up again and again and again with mm-hmm. these wonderful emotional chords throughout. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. you guys were fanboying and fangirling out over Luke Skywalker appearing in The Mandalorian. I fucking hated that bit. And <laughs> likewise, I hate the ending to Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's absolutely terrible because it should have stopped when the screen goes white as right. the explosion overwhelms them. It didn't need that bit at the end for me, and I, it sucked a lot of the emotion back out of it. Mm. Um, Was it just too much fan service for your liking? It's not even a case of necessarily fan service. I think it spoiled the entire theme of the film because it was hitting so many emotional chords 
Paul yeah. Walter, who was opposed mm-hmm. to relying on its special effects and CGI, which obviously there is an abundance. Um, you know, you've got the the shattered relationship between Jin and uh, Mads Mikkelsen's character, or father, I've fucking forgotten what his name mm-hmm. is. Um, Galen Erso. Galen Wonderful. Um, you know, you've got the, that whole hope in the face of adversity thing going on with all of them, where at every single shot, you know, I'm going to die. I know I'm going to die, but I'm going to keep going because it's a greater good. There was all of that spinning all the way through on so many emotional levels that it just kind of went and the emotion's gone. Yeah. And here's a little bit for the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, we on the end of the world movies, we discussed Greenland. Mm-hmm. It's that mm-hmm. same bit where mm-hmm. Greenland should have ended when the fucking explosion happens and you see the rubble come down and that mm-hmm. should have been it. Do you think um, though? Do, do you think though? It, just just to put a spin on that because obviously Rogue One is a is a direct prequel to a New Hope. Do mm-hmm. you think instead of ending where it ended, it ends with the blockade runner warping out into hyperspace with a destroyer going after it, then ending? Because mm-hmm. if you think that is a that is a seamless then transition mm-hmm. between the end of Rogue One to a mm-hmm. new hope. But do you need the seamless transition because there's always those jumps forward in time? You know, does that well this is the like ending of it. It, it Rogue One is an immediate prequel, though, isn't it? There's no jump in time. It's literally yeah. Rogue One ends yeah. within mm-hmm. an hour of a new hope uh starting. Mm-hmm. So to have that, that would have been, I think... The visual link, at least, would have been mm-hmm. quite neat. But oh, I still love that Darth Vader scene, sorry. Yeah, they've still got to get <laughs> somewhere far enough out to mm-hmm. be oh, no, out think, of Imperial sometimes... space and all that kind of thing. They've got to get to where Tatooine is because mm-hmm. we don't know where this planet is in relation to Tatooine. So maybe you do have like a, and we're going to hide out near this planet for a little bit and orbit it. Oh, here comes the destroyer. We're going to jump into hyperspace and go somewhere else and just kind of, yeah. yeah. you know, leave yeah. that impression of um, leapfrogging it a little bit. But just quickly, because Sammy had fucking preempted us on both. One of my <laughs> earliest Star Wars memories is those fucking Ewoks films <laughs> and that Ewoks um, cartoon, the Ewoks film. Chihuahua. Yeah, the weirdest. <laughs> fucking shit but, but you still loved things it I remember, and i have watched them since they went up on disney plus and we're just like oh, i, I can't quite going. bring myself to do it and it's only because i always like the, the core memory i have of watching them mm-hmm. is with my granddad yeah and i'm like i don't want i don't want to sully that mm-hmm. that that memory so let's just leave it we'll leave it in yeah. the memory bank it can just stay there and i'll, I'll be fine with that <laughs> but Talking about the ending of Rogue One, I think that's going to be the one that splits a lot of fans. Because, like personally, I didn't mind mind it. I thought, like, see, I said it was very much fan service for me, and I loved loved seeing Vader showing his badassery. Because we've seen bits of him, but we've never seen him in full flow. Like seeing him in Rogue One and seeing him in Obi One season um, Mm. was just breathtaking to see why the why that not just the world but the galaxy was terrified of this mm-hmm. this man and like everything he mm-hmm. like represented um because you kind right. of got elements like in the movies why always oh, imposing always he's got a breathing problem so that could be a little bit off-putting <laughs> um he's in, in there a bit of choking which again depending if you're sammy you might might be drawn to it but still um <laughs> hey man, it's all good don't be king shaman on here uh, <laughs> thanks grant <laughs> 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 yeah. 
So what about you, Goodwill? What about what, what would you say is your favorite? I'm gonna be really cheeky and I'm gonna say I've got three favorites. Right. No. So <laughs> yes, yes. So Goodwill is greedy. Ladies take note. Because I've <laughs> ladies. Because um I'm a gamer. Yeah. We have had some fucking atrocious Star Wars games down yes. the years. However, mm-hmm. we've had some absolute belters. To be fair, though, the pod racing game on the 64 is still the best Star Wars game ever. Yeah, On I Xbox agree. Game Pass, if anyone wants that for free at the moment. Oh, I think yeah. Martin posted it in the air. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, in terms of games, it's quite a recent one. It's uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it's, that. It's Uncharted and Mass yes. Effect in the Star Wars universe. So it stars right. Nathan Drake. Well, ginger, if you want, yeah. ginger, yeah, ginger, ginger, and ginger currently, Drake, and currently playing the new one as we speak. That is, yeah, th- that for me is what mm. when when Electronic Arts got the license, that is what they should have fucking started with. Not some goddamn multiplayer pay to win thing. It should have been yeah. that mm-hmm. for for films. Taken if you subtract the the Holy Trilogy, uh, Rogue One, mm-hmm. because it was such a change for star wars and it was a breath of fresh air for a star wars film to have that to be more somber for tv show though and jake's in the chat and he's going to think this it's andor but it's not for the but it's not for the reasons that you think it is not i don't really know what to think goodwill (laughs) because i don't i watched a couple of episodes of it and i just i wasn't getting what you and you and jake were giving us okay so Yes, I would say that that sees this split up into arcs, like three arcs or four arcs, okay, which is fine. The reason why I appreciate Andor so, so much is Andor is set at the uh, midway through the the Empire, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Now, A New Hope was 77. Mm-hmm. Visual styles, hairstyles, uh, aesthetics, everything was very 70s. The, yeah. you, know, the, you had the yellow stained plastic, you had the sideburns, mustaches, mm-hmm. everything like that. Andor knows that this is when it is set. Yes, this is what it looked like in the 70s. Instead mm-hmm. of retconning it like uh, Star Trek has done or any other show would yeah. do as retconning it, they have gone, no, no. If We've got these imperial workers or workers or anything like that. They have to look like they yeah. looked in the 70s. They've got 70s haircuts, mustaches, sideburns, the lot. The music is 70s, <laughs> late 70s synth, mm-hmm. which is so on yeah. like target for it. And the aesthetics are so goddamn perfect. Like whoever whoever was the director of photography for that knows that this is set at a specific time just before A New Hope, just before Rogue One, or five years before Rogue One. So the aesthetic has to remain the same. Because let's not forget, this is a galaxy far, far away. This is not like... Did you actually text Jake as well? Because Jake's just popped up in the chat. So I said, oh, no, Jake, Jake, I'm going to talk about Andor now. <laughs> no, Jake's been there, Jake's been there a little. A little, right. a little so, hi, Jake. Hi, Jake. Should have been here. You can... You can Yes, it's it's a polarizing series, and I don't really want to get into that yet. Or you know, mm. if we want to talk about that, it's more for me. It's the appreciation for, from someone who works in TV and film. It's the appreciation that someone not only knows the source material but faithfully 
faithfully mm-hmm. recreates it to a degree where they're like, you have to grow sideburns. That <laughs> milk, that milk has to be fagash, <laughs> nicotine-stained plastic white. Yeah. That yeah. screen has to be a CRT. That button has to do that. And it's like the the yes, they've got CGI, but it's so beautifully come to, it beautifully comes together and it's beautifully made. And for me, that is mm-hmm. that it just comes across that whoever the team that made this, they love Star Wars and they love to get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, just for that, taking away the story, that is why I love Andor so mm-hmm. much. No, it's great. I, I think I think the reason why I couldn't get into it, and again, it's not saying it was bad or not saying that like it probably wasn't for me, is we got some well, the, we got the main character in Rogue One, and I was expecting Rogue One, mm-hmm. like a like yeah. a, a kind of like fail. And this was so far away from Rogue One that I couldn't get invested because you kind of, you know, when you're kind of watching something and right, mm-hmm. rightly or wrongly, I was like, I wanted to be like this so much. Yeah. It took me out of out of out of the thing. And I know I've made jokes. It did feel like an episode of the bill at times, but again, that's <laughs> not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Like I say, it was very British like cop show from the 70s as as good. But that's the thing. Star Wars at the time was filmed in like say the UK in the seventies, so it would have had that feel and 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 that type of vibe. So I kind of get that, but um, I, I will do it because I like say I, I'll, yeah, I can't I'm just walk away well. and not think. Yeah, it's no. just it's it's got mm-hmm. a it's got a payoff to an extent, mm-hmm. and it's like I said, it's like everything's divided into three episode arcs, and a mm-hmm. lot of people tail off towards the third episode because they're like, yeah, it's not for me, and it's like stick with it. Yeah, because definitely. It, it does have a payoff, but it's 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 also very rogue one like, as in it's like it's like mm-hmm. it's a Greek tragedy in a in a sort mm-hmm. of way where it's like yeah. it's got payoffs, but not the payoffs that you want. Yeah. But it's payoffs it is, you like, need. <laughs> yeah, payoffs you need. And it's like there are reasons why person A does this. There's a reason why person yeah. A mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, I get, but it's just like I said, for it it's a breath of fresh air. From mm-hmm. like Grant said, Mandalorian's formulaic. It doesn't mean it's bad, yeah. mm-hmm. but this was a breath of fresh. This was like I, I compare it a lot to the Expanse because the Expanse is a sci-fi show, and I was like, oh, it's another sci-fi show. But it's like, yes, but it does things differently, and because mm-hmm. it's different, people appreciate it for, yeah. for its mm-hmm. unique qualities, and that's why I appreciate uh, and above all of the TV yeah. series. I really love that answer. And I was really, I, I must admit, I probably was just riding on yours and Jake's train <laughs> at the time. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get into this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I don't quite get it. Oh, I don't like. <laughs> but Sammy, you would always get it. So don't worry. I'm not feeling anything. Like, <laughs> Jesus, Paul. <laughs> like, I was, like, I was Jake like in Star Wars and I can't get into this. <laughs> yeah. I just saw Grant's fit, so I had to say it what he was thinking it, so it was fine. What did you say? I didn't hear it. <laughs> you said no, wasn't it just the way Grant was looking there when you said I didn't get it? I was like, don't worry, Sammy. No. <laughs> did you feel the force? Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel it? Oh god, it's every time. Force choked me, Daddy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> I love just just a quick side, like the meme that came out of a new hope where it's like, Yeah, Star Wars, isn't that the time where a boss uh uh, choke someone out during a staff meeting and I'm like yeah he kind of did <laughs> every time someone uh, someone disappointed in him so you never had to disappoint him 
What about you, Lauren? Um, you you came to me when I'm eating a crisp. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just casually snacking. What yes. flavor? The, <laughs> what what flavor Doritos? Oh, they're right. amazing. But if you don't like the which ones? Burger, the Whopper flavor, the flaming Whopper Doritos. <gasps> Doritos I got them the other day. They are very tasty. <laughs> anyway. So if, um, so if Doritos wants to sponsor this podcast, call us. <laughs> cool Ranch. I did buy them myself. Not I'm not being paid, unfortunately. But yeah, I I agree with the Rogue One love. It is my mm-hmm. favorite Star Wars film. Um, mm-hmm. I love Chirrut and Baze. I love mm-hmm. I love what and I love Andor as well. Like it's not my mm-hmm. it's not my favorite TV show, but I love what it brings in its freshness and its newness. I love mm-hmm. I weirdly love the crushing inevitability of Rogue One. I love mm-hmm. how even though you know they're all gonna die, you're mm-hmm. still yeah. really invested in them. And mm-hmm. maybe one will get away. Maybe somebody's gonna get away. And yeah. Oh, the <laughs> bit where they close the gate and nobody's getting off that planet. It's just like, oh fuck. But oh, I love heroes. Yeah. yeah, but I love Rogue One, but more so about Andor is I love seeing Star Wars about real people. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. as much as I love Luke and Leia and Han, and I love like seeing just your normal person who won't necessarily be able to get out from under the Empire's thumb. Mm-hmm. You know, I I love you know not because not everybody's a Jedi, not everybody's yeah. a smuggler, not everybody can get a ship like really yeah. easily. And I love seeing mm, scruffy nerf herder. Yeah, I lo- <laughs> I love seeing like the more like the the rawness, the realness, the kind mm-hmm. of drudgery in a weird way like mm-hmm. i love because it's it almost in andor there's almost bits where it almost goes like like les mis and you yeah. know they're gonna be like yeah. singing do you hear the people sing? oh my god like the revolution like, songs yeah no there is literally a, there is literally a scene where it's just like it, it's gonna kick off it's gonna mm-hmm. kick off they're you know they're gonna throw hands it's and you know mm-hmm. my favorite droid is in andor as well i can't remember the name of the red one you know the oh, little box, dude. Yeah, the one with the I love stutter. him. He's, yeah, he's like a little, <laughs> he's like a little dog. He's like a little, old, he's what? like a little dog. It's so Do cute. Um, is that not the one from? Is that not Cassian's? Um, not Cassian. That is no, Cassian no. It belongs to Cassian's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, what in, what droid does Cal Kestis have? Oh, in, you're about in, in, you're thinking of Rogue One. That's K two. Yeah, it's K two. K Yeah. No, there's um, there's this. Nobody hate I'm... me for getting the the. the oh no, that's the, fine. The, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a right droid. Uh, fuck you. Dare you. <laughs> yeah. I will exactly. find out. You keep talking. I, yeah. R5 no, I P60 just... or something. Uh, RC P45. The the oh, acting. B2 the EMO. EMO. Yes, that's what. That's <laughs> EMO. 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 Oh, he's so cute. The casting in Andor, it's great as well. There's the bit where um, Skarsgård, I always forget mm-hmm. which Skarsgård's oh, which, but Skarsgård. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's this bit where he's in his shuttle getting back into character. And oh, there's just something, as somebody who's got a background in acting, there's just something about that bit where he's just getting back into his mm-hmm. rich dude on Coruscant role. It's just oh, it's it's just amazing. He's just mm-hmm. really, really good. It's, it's and almost, then how, yeah, it's almost bipolar the way he does it. Yeah, well, it's yeah. terrifying, but it's fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. And he's quite ruthless as well. Like, he's prepared to, like, 
like the lengths Fred to go to for this growing rebellion. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it is a very slow season. Mm-hmm. It could have possibly been shorter, but I do understand. I agree with you, what you were saying about the three episode arcs mm. kind of thing. So it does make sense why it is as long as it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a slow, it's, it's a slow burn, but not in a bad way if you like stick it and get the payoff. No. Uh- I'm going to give, give it another try. I really oh, am. Yeah. I'll, I won't give up on it. Like, see, I, no. I, 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 I am a completionist, so I'll, I'll have yeah. to like, say, experience it all. Um, there, there is but... a... There, there is, I mean, I think the reason why a lot of people loved it, there is a payoff mm-hmm. where it's so... I, I, can't, I can't even spoil it because mm. I can't yeah. talk oh, about it. Because you, I can't <laughs> talk about it because you guys haven't watched it, but no. I, I know when me and Jake talked about it, and I... I but well, come to the dark <laughs> side. Give this populist. <laughs> I'll just turn the light off, then I'm in the dark side. But, uh, yeah, it, it does have satisfying payoffs and mm-hmm. unsatisfying payoffs as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, it's, but it's for a reason. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's the, the unsatisfying payoffs are... That the plot it's not like plot hole, it's plot driven and satisfying mm-hmm. you're you're kind of like mad these things happen. It's not because they docked up with the script, it's because they did this deliberately. Yeah. It's very everything in it is very deliberate, very measured. Mm-hmm. It's taking it's taking Andor where he has to be mm-hmm. to be the Andor in Rogue One. So even yeah. though you know what's gonna happen to this character, <laughs> that's not gonna you be don't great, know what's <laughs> happening in this journey. Spoilers. And that's that's like <laughs> I, that's the Abs- fascinating point of it. I absolutely not hated, but had a bit of a loathe for Cassie Andor when I first met him. I wanted to put me fist through his face. I thought, you smug, awful, horrible, <laughs> nasty. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on, actually, you're all right. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I did a, but to I did be fair, we've just went, we've just been we've just been through that with uh, Picard season three with Shaw. Similar type of thing oh, where uh, Captain yeah, Sh- God, you yeah awful, first episode horrible. we thought you are the biggest bell end in the world by he's a dick the- but he's right yeah yes <laughs> by the end you're like oh, I love this character give me more please yeah. <laughs> no, it's it, it's it's really interesting to see where he's like comes from and where he goes and mm-hmm. yeah it's just really cool to see how he kind of gets to be that smug asshole in Rogue One. He's he's not even smug. He's just an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's just something about him. But, but then if you watch Ando, you know why he's an asshole. Yeah. So yeah. we will. Oh, well. I'll, 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 we'll watch. I, will. I promise. With mine, it it is a little bit like say, uh, because when I it goes from like when I was a kid. So when I was a kid, I loved Jedi just because it had like yes. best like like that was my first to probably introduction. I can remember watching Star Wars, but loving like say the Ewoks. And you got the the like the fight between Luke and uh, Vader, um, and I love the whole Jabba the Hutt scene as well, and that the Sarlacc pit without the weird CGI that they added later mm. on, like mm. the original Sarlacc pit that used to terrify us when I was a kid, uh, and being digested for a thousand years, for, even though it's just incomprehensible, but the whole idea just sounds violently and horrible and Gamorian, the little yes. rabbit oh poor thing that was so bad for her but that was probably me a childhood favorite but when i got to, like say as an adult i ex- uh, experienced the darkness and like how amazing empire was like that movie to me even though it's not a complete movie it's basically just like a placeholder between uh, episode one and three it's not really a complete movie because you don't really get an ending it's just continuing the story um it is one of the more 
most perfect movies I have ever seen, like surprise wise. But now after we rewatching things, like Rogue One like has all the elements. It has the heart, it has the humor, it has everything that I wanted and it like say it's just got the breathtaking shots. And it's the first because like, I know we see the Death Star taken out uh, like planets and stuff previously, but this is how you see it: how violent it can be, how yeah. like mm-hmm. pinpoint it can be, how destructive. Like in small doses, so when you say, "Oh, do you want us to destroy the planet?" No, just destroy the city. And seeing that coming toward them like a tidal wave was just utterly amazing. And it did have me favorite droid, like uh, K. Is it K one or K two? Here too, like Alan Turdick. Like, well, to be fair, Alan Turdick in anything, I'll just watch. Yeah, and just he's those like absolute this disdain for uh, the main characters and how he's been reprogrammed <laughs> and just he doesn't want to do it, but he's just like ah. Uh, but then he has his little hero moment as well. And yeah. like I love throughout uh, Rogue One because you know how it's going to end; they're all going to die. But how each of them die in their own unique way as well. That yeah. again was very cleverly done. Like the pilot in the ship with the ship blown up and his bit little like say story where he started off as like say a part of the Federation, uh dis- like went like went against it and joins the rebellion. Um and even naming the ship Rogue One, like the panic and like like and how yeah. like how that came about was so organic and just lovely. But I recently watched a couple of them this week just to refresh. Like I watched Empire and I didn't realize how much fucking Yoda is a little dick. So that because <laughs> uh, he is a complete asshole in uh, Empire with with Luke when he meets him for the first time. He's uh, like the Xavier yeah. of yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, but he, he is at the end of the Return of the Jedi. He's yeah. he, he would he'll do anything to avoid talking about the fact that Luke already knows yeah. who his dad is, and he'll do anything to avoid talking about it. To the point where he just dies. Yeah. Like that's He'll a do anything to avoid to do. anything useful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He had such an opportunity to be like laid out for him, give him some, you know, so there's no conflict. So there's no, you know, he's got something to work with, but no, he had to run around circles and then die on him. Which I see yeah, after watching back the Star Wars films, I do think Yoda is the true bad guy in all of the Star Wars because he's got an attitude problem. He won't just basically <laughs> like be nice, and he could have trained Anakin and uh, give permission to like rather than like having to fight the way in to do it. He could have like vacated him, gotten his good side, mm-hmm. but no, he had to be a bell and then, and then he's he was a bell to Luke and pushing Luke away. It was like. <laughs> uh, so it was all Yoda's fault in the end, I believe. Everyone blames be uh, Jar Jar, but it's I, all Yoda. I agree. Yeah, he's got if... real small man syndrome. Yes. Very. If he had, he'd have let Anakin become a master, mm-hmm. that may have changed his opinion on the whole council to start with. There mm-hmm. would have been no conflict there. And also, if we go into Clone Wars, if he didn't send Ahsoka away, mm-hmm. maybe Anakin might have had a different, again, opinion of the council. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All down to Yoda. Yep, so Yoda is the dick. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, again, like, we're pretty much, I know the answer, what Grandel's here. If, if you had the choice as well, which side oh, of the force would you join? Had to, like, join the force mm. a minute. So, <laughs> so would you? We'll take it. Like, we'll, we'll go to Goodwill first because he's sat up, like, all excited with that answer. <laughs> the thing. It's like, oh, well, force. I'm going to use force. Um, so, which side would you would you would you would you come across? Shall we say Goodwill? Oh my! 
Oh my. Which side would I be of the force? Yes, would you be on the dark side or would you be tempted or? Oh, I'd be tempted. Because mm-hmm. I've got near fucking willpower. Um, you've got, and you're quite an emotional <laughs> guy as well. And like I said, I Jedi's don't like emotion. Jedi's oh. also uh, apparently don't deal in absolutes, yet Skywalker says to Grogu, either one or yeah. the other pet. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> pick. So. I'm yeah, I'm quite emotional. <laughs> Daft as it is, I think I said this the other day because I'm at, I'm at Galaxy's Edge this year and I'm, I'm building my own lightsaber. And I was like, what crystal should I go for? Because obviously every crystal means like every color means a different thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, do you want to go blue, green, stuff like that? And I'm like, I wanted to go green, and I'm like, nah, I'm all blue because mm-hmm. I might like murder a class of kids one day. I don't <laughs> know. But, uh, just do, just do what Samuel L. Jackson did and go purple. <laughs> Yeah, but then there's only one motherfucker around yeah. there. I don't think Goodwill can pull that off. The innuendos <laughs> start coming in if you know it's like, oh, Goodwill's got a big purple one, but it's, it's more. <laughs> Beth will get excited. Yeah, in the chat there. I can't believe you're preempting that. <laughs> of course, they have, and it's double edged as well. But anyway, it's it's more ribs yeah, for your pleasure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, this went off track. The, uh, <laughs> this no, is Lauren's getting uh, to experience this in real life now. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Lauren. So sorry. Um, it's like, I'm hello. Quite about <laughs> getting back to Star Wars, yeah. I'm quite, uh, yeah, I'm quite emotional. So I'll, I'd be a shit Jedi mm-hmm. because my emotions, when I'm provoked, my emotions do take over. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd, I'd be tempted by the dark side, I think. Lauren? Oh, wow. I'm going to have a real copper answer here and say I'd probably be a grey Jedi. Right. Oh, I saw that because quiz, they have, did you? The, yeah, they have the true balance there. <laughs> yeah, um, it's I saw that, that one. <laughs> it's not so much uh, movie canon so much as like extended, extended AU canon, but there are like Jedi mm-hmm. who have like found balance within like the light, the light and the dark. Mm-hmm. So it's so like there is a there is like a great jedi code which i have written down somewhere because i had been playing a ttrpg of star wars and my character was leaning more towards great jedi all but right it is literally it there is more balance so they kind of accept that you know there has to mm-hmm. be some degree of emotionality. <laughs> yeah shit happens and shit happens. you know and making mistakes and learning from mistakes and growing etc is how you find find like power and strength and Mm -hmm. that's where like knowledge and experience comes from so it's not like it's like owning the emotion and channeling it to the right to like do the right kind of thing yeah Mm -hmm. it's kind of it's kind of like a great power comes great responsibility sort of ethos so you're spider-man <laughs> in a world of Jedi's, I will be yes, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, if you could be not? anything, if you could be not? anything and anything, be Spider-Man. Yes, yeah. <laughs> love it. So, yeah, so yeah, I'd, I'd be in like the balance because I don't think mm-hmm. picking one, the light side or the dark side, is particularly feasible. Even let alone the smart thing to do. Ooh. Christopher said a comment there oh, that Jedi suppressed by doctrine because reasons. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Gotta let your freak flag fly a little bit. Yeah. What about you, Grant? Do we have to ask this question? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, Lawrence uh, mentioned the code there. And when you asked this, I'd actually um, I'd seen something on social media and was like, oh, which one am I? As if that wasn't obvious. <laughs> so the Sith one said, um, "Peace is a lie. There is only passion. 
Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall free me. It was like, yeah, yeah. that sounds a bit like me. <laughs> metal. But the grey one was there. Uh, there is no light without the dark. Through passion, I gain focus. Through knowledge, I gain power. Through serenity, I gain strength. Through victory, I gain harmony. There is only the force. Um, I think I'd probably sit a little bit between two. I'd probably be running around with a pink lightsaber. <laughs> a bit of a, like a rainbow one, you know what I mean? Um, I've mentioned before, I'm an absolute sensory hedonist. Um, mm -hmm. I'm always pushing for the most extreme imagery, the most extreme literature, the most extreme music. Not necessarily from the metal heaviness of extreme music, but just going out to the the fringes of experimentation and what have you. So it wouldn't so much be a temptation as the dark side. Mm -hmm. I think maybe uh, grey in the streets and sit in the sheets as well. <laughs> <laughs> you, should get, you should get a lightsaber. That's like one of those torches we had as kids. We could like flip the switch and the different colour Mm -hmm. like pop on the torch just like oh, you know I wonder if you could pop out the crystal like to see how like see like you know how in Rogue One she was given a necklace with the crystal on maybe just like yeah. a like a few different things in this like say, which one I'm playing with today so crystal yeah with... <laughs> Lee, so, Lee said Lee said in uh, the discord the other day I should have a frosted tipped kyber crystal so it's all blue with just a little <laughs> bit of white at the top <laughs> that is so cool because the soakers uh, kyber crystals are white yeah mm. what about cool. you Sammy Oh, good God. Okay. So I'm just, pure, I'm full on Sith. Like, <laughs> I am the most fucking angriest person ever. If you go and listen to this first episode, you'll hear how angry I am. I'm an angry person. I get angry when I'm hungry. Oh, oh yes, we've experienced oh, that. Oh, no. Not around Newcastle yet. Are we getting a fucking burger yet? <laughs> Sam, it's, it's only 11 o'clock. I don't yeah, care. I want a fucking burger. I'm it's like, oh, oh. get it, take it <laughs> oh, I am the I am the absolute worst. Poor Goodwill had to come and get food with me at Nerdfest because oh, poor me I was, having a delicious yeah. burger. I know. <laughs> I mean, we were sitting there trying to justify. That wasn't a euthanism, guys. He had a burger. <laughs> it was genuine. Uh, we we were trying to justify going for dinner early because it was like eleven o'clock, and it, Goodwill just went, "It's eleven C's." I was like, "Let's go." Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> We uh, yeah okay. yeah I'm definitely I'm definitely Sith because of the how angry I can get. To be fair, you're not just Sith. You would be fucking Palpatine. <laughs> Level. I would. I'm I'm on the lines of like Ventress because mm -hmm. she's got Ventress is very much like I love her so much. Mm -hmm. Um, she's for all she is, she's badass to the core. She's still got a bit of a heart. Yeah, mm -hmm. she was very heartbroken when when her master betrayed her and and cast her aside. Yeah. So she does have some form of feelings, but she still wields two fucking lightsabers on a curved the tilt. Oh my god! Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm Sith. That yeah. sounds like a massive euphemism for a submissive. <laughs> <object>, like, <laughs> oh, our poor master. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, she's got a, a nice double-ended curved one. Uh, she likes wow. the curve. <laughs> it's all the right areas. It binds us. <laughs> it's fucking Star Wars, you lot. Come on. To be fair, there's been um, a lot of porn parodies out there, so yes. Oh, yeah. I've got them. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. The, the, the Star Wars porn parody was the first porn film to break a million-pound budget when it was yeah. made. Is mm -hmm. this the reason you chose this podcast? You just heard Star Wars and went, oh, oh wait a minute, yeah, I've got that. <laughs> I mean, it's not the only one, but a double-ended light-up dildo, you know, you wouldn't not watch it. 
Well, don't forget Zach and Mary, Star Horse. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, Lee, you are so lovely. Lee saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm lovely. I don't think I could be truly evil. <laughs> see, I'm just hungry, guys. That's yeah, all I'm you saying. Wait. You wait. You're going to see us at SunnyCon? You wait. <laughs> yeah. To be it's fair, though, nice. I am probably the softest out there, even though I probably come across as the mainest, but I am probably the biggest softie out of a lot of them. So oh, I probably God. would be the only Jedi. So. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. to be fair, I'll I probably agree. be easy I agree with that one. Mm-hmm. But yes. So I know, as, as we talked about at the start, when it become like, say, the toxicity within fandoms and when it, it reared its first ugly head was the original Pregel uh, when they first came out. <clears throat> oh. Like the amount of hate and anger that, like this was pre-internet as well. So people had to write on uh, to magazines and Forums. articles yeah. and, and like basically their disgust and um like them dial up modems that used to come out and you see so after the other here get for it to load up uh before people could actually slag off the movie. Um yeah. I, I again I know I've in the past I've joked and slagged off the, the originals. I know there's one or two um that I still don't care for, but I think the Phantom Menace does get a lot of hate that it doesn't deserve. I think it is one of the strongest of of the three original, well, it's the strongest of the original three, but it still is even one of the stronger ones when it comes to the more newer ones as well. Yeah, it's I probably don't... my second favorite film. Like, mm-hmm. I absolutely adore Phantom Menace. Um, I think I've probably said this a million times, and it's not just the Jar Jar Binks because even watching Jar Jar and Phantom Menace is very disorientating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because especially when you're watching on 4K telly and you're like. Mm-hmm. He's not really there, but <laughs> he is really there. Um, I have such a huge, massive appreciation for Phantom Menace. Yeah, I think attitudes have slightly softened, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know whether it's because like a new generation or two have watched it and been like, "Yeah, this is all right." It's yeah. because or the new ones, the, the people, new ones, yeah, yeah, people just went, Actually, "Okay, the prequels are not that bad. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll stop shitting on them." Yeah, I and made that com- point last night. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. it's so it's always the just case. Kind of like yeah. found actually that they didn't suck that. Mm-hmm. They have some ropey bits, and the whole Padme and Anakin thing is never not going to be. Oh, weird. it's just so funny, funny little so boy. Little yeah. like, but they oh. but they get it so right in Clone Wars. Yeah. Like they Anakin do. Skywalker in Clone that. Wars. I love is... those two in Clone Wars. Mm. Oh, they are fantastic, and yeah, like, Anakin as a character is so. There's a reason why people love him in Clone Wars is because of how he's just so brilliant. But even mm-hmm. she is brilliant. I love yeah, Padme. Like she is one of my favorite characters. But it's only because of Clone Wars. It's got mm-hmm. nothing to do with the actual prequel movies. I, I know Lauren was coming up with a good point before we were went live. So I'd actually say, please don't talk anymore. Um, content. If you ever hear us shout content, it's because we want to. We want to keep it. <laughs> yes, because you were talking about the comics as well. Because as yes. you said, being the resident comic book nerd, uh, aficionado, <laughs> shall we say, mm-hmm. you were telling us the story about the like the prequel comics that came out before the prequels. Oh no! The um for the original movies. Mm-hmm. So when the, the in like back in the seventies when the comics first came out, all right, the, the artists who were working on them only had the like the like mm-hmm. the production, like the concept, the art concepts to work on. They didn't have like the finished film or anything to go off. So if you right. see like the original, the usual mm-hmm. comics, everybody looks slightly different. Like Chewbacca doesn't look 
All oh, right. I'm oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about like the, like the. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> I, I was like, I was talking about the the original films because mm -hmm. the, the comics came out like. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm blanking now. Was they came out like literally before the films did, or they came yeah. out literally the same kind of time? But again, this is back in the seventies, so there mm -hmm. wasn't like you know emails that could fire off and like set proper set I, photos and everything. It was yeah, just like concept the... art they were mainly working off. It's yeah, like Darth Vader was green yeah, on I that first the... comic cover. I remember the comic cover coming out. Um, mm -hmm. I say it's the black cover with like say the big circle and I yeah. say all the characters on. I know because I've seen a few uh, mm -hmm. like Facebook groups selling that comic as well. I was like, people selling mm -hmm. Star Wars comics for that much? Fuck. Yeah, um, yeah it, those it, first it, ones are worth a pretty penny. Yes, but I remember um, as I said, like with the other uh, movies that come out, like especially the new newer three. The like I said, they did a comic run as well that was quite successful. Mm -hmm. The comics always do quite well with these, yeah. uh, like I said, the Star Wars franchise. But um, going back to like I said, the Phantom Menace, um, like the only big issue I've got with that movie, and I'll I'll never get over it, is the mini Chlorians thing when that that was the thing. That, and <laughs> um, I know that. again, it that's probably my gatekeeper like aspect. I just can't get over that they try to like rationalize this spiritual thing and say oh it's in the dna and it can be manipulated or um yeah. that's when they try to do in the mandalorian and like every time it it is brought up and mentioned it's it still sends a shut shudder down my spine but <laughs> i still think like it holds up like looks wise again the original prequels i still can't get over how polished and shiny all the spaceships are and how like mm -hmm more modern to, to the way we look at like say the millennium falcon or an x-wing it's all yeah. square and jaggedy it's like how did you get from that to looking like you build something out of red dwarf which again there's not a, a it's not uh condescending or like a, a, an insult it's just w why make things look prettier earlier on i think there was a reason for that uh mm -hmm. i think there was two reasons hear me out I think one of them, ray tracing, they were showing off all the new special effects. But mm -hmm. the other one, if you think about it, this was set 20 years mm -hmm. before the before New Hope, before mm -hmm. the Empire. So if you think about it again, chronologically, Star Wars A New Hope was 77. 20 years prior was 57. What did we have in 50s America? Big, shiny, chrome-plated Corvettes. Yeah. Bel Airs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything was Futuristic. Chrome. Everything was a hot rod. Everything was a rocket ship. So if you look at, like, the... Uh, the Naboo shuttle, the Naboo fighters, they've got that 50s Chevy chrome look about them. Mm. And it, it, it really plays to the thing where it's like, oh, this is actually Star Wars in the 50s where all these fighters have got these fins and they've got all this chrome and they make these really weird sci-fi noises and stuff like that. And I think Lucas was going for that 50s feel mm -hmm. because it does sort of, make sense for the for the time like i was on about with andor with the sideburns and the mustache because it was the 70s those prequels or the first one shall we say because that was like 10 years mm. was the clone wars 10 years after i think it was uh, this this something like something, all i know is obi-wan had a big, hard time uh, and he aged quite so, quickly <laughs> yeah so yeah. You, you you had that 50s <laughs> yeah so you had that 50s aesthetic uh, added into the mix, so that's why everything was like all curvy and chrome. I, and I still and very get poppy. that, but yeah. even if you say a curvy and thing, 
there were still blocky type cars. There were still like, like, like relatively, like not streamlined as you would get like a, a Ferrari or like a. It's a, a... retro futuristic. Mm. If I may, guys, I think that goes somewhat into where we're um, focusing the system of governance um, mm -hmm. in relation to the way that the trilogies are based out. The first one's set in the Republic, where it's all democracy, it's all freedom, it's all open. And with that comes from we know in our own lives and what's happened on this planet, you get a, a surge in creativity and this yeah. kind of bizarre kind of art first and efficiency mm -hmm. later. You know, we've still got the Trade Federation that are, mm -hmm. you know, kind of they look like Red Dwarf and they're built out of Lego bricks and that kind of thing, representing that authoritarian regime. And mm -hmm. then at the fall of the Republic, everything goes to authoritarian regime where everything is mass manufactured, you know, coming off conveyor belts. This bit goes on to this bit, goes on to this bit. Everything's built from the point of view of cost efficiency because it doesn't need to look good. It's flying yeah. around in space. You don't have fucking isn't it? Yeah. air resistance to have to worry about. You know, the Naboo fighters look that way because they want them to look yeah, pretty because and... it's a society that breeds prettiness it's and aesthetic very, and, beauty and that kind of thing yeah it's a very liberal artsy pretty yeah you know planet and that's not like knocking it like the naboo aesthetics are lovely but it is mm -hmm. probably you know how their ships look is because they are like you know that us make it all nice and pretty and like, absolutely and then mm -hmm. off, off the back of like new hope and what have you obviously the oppression has come in and everybody's starving so mm -hmm. what's mm -hmm. left is junk you know what i mean it's reminiscent of the way that you see um footage of cars and automobiles during big periods of economic and um 70s socio change yeah. in the likes yeah. of the soviet union in the 70s and the 80s yeah. is exactly what i was going to say there mate um, a lot of the Middle East and and what have you, where they went through the regime changes in the late 70s and early 80s, and they suddenly went from looking quite artistic and affluent and all of this kind of thing down to block basic after mm -hmm. the catastrophic war that came. And there's Grant's philosophy run. Thank you for coming no, to this TED Talk. No, no, exactly. <laughs> I love that. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. In but... but it does. It, it, if you... When you're saying it out loud, I'm like, fuck yeah, he's yeah. right. Okay, why? Like, it's but it, but it's mm -hmm. obvious. Yeah, I, like, it, it it should be completely obvious. But again, I'm just like, yeah, Ooh, bright and shiny things. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a shame you have to like sit down and talk about it in this context. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. it's not a shame because it's it's great to talk about it. It's fascinating to talk about it. But it's, yeah, it's... I love the way you put that, Grant. I totally understood what you yeah. were saying as well. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> I do talk sense every once in a while <laughs> between all the talk of genitals. <laughs> <laughs> you have to ruin it, didn't think, you? Always. Like to curve back again. That's kind of like why I like stuff like Andor, like Rogue One. That you see the people, you see the effects mm -hmm. and the ripples of the Empire. You don't just see like. The crux of the situation you see yeah. like the outside of it and i like the wider mm -hmm. i like seeing the wider kind of the wider ripples i'm yeah. having such an awakening at I'm, the moment yeah because i'm <laughs> like is, because yeah. I, I think i know star wars and then i'm like kind of like mm -hmm. i'm running it through my head and i'm yeah. like fuck, like it's just the way you said the ripples of the empire like well of course they're gonna have an effect on the like the mm -hmm. aesthetic the buildings the you know everything and I'm not paying attention to that because all yeah. I can see is, oh, he has a very shiny lightsaber. Um, <laughs> and I'm not looking at that in-depth look of what they're actually it's... achieving. Like, what, mm -hmm. Fucking hell. 
Well, it's I been a that... long time since I've like read any of the books, but when like obviously Disney acquired Lucasfilm, there then came a new wave of like books I because there's, there's so been books for many. decades. <laughs> but one of one of the favorite ones I read, one of the first ones that came out, is called Lost Stars. It's actually a young adult novel by Claudia I'm just Gray, checking my books behind me I don't have I, that I think one. you'll like it it's, so it's about <laughs> these two kids from the same planet one's quite privileged one's quite poor and they both go to the Imperial Academy and it's how one of them kind of she comes from the poorer family and she kind of rises through the ranks quite high and she's very much drinking the Kool-Aid approving of the Empire and then her friend he he's like from a richer society and he's quite privileged but then he's seeing like how bad the empire actually is mm-hmm. and then he ends up joining the rebellion and it's like really interesting to see how like these two different people <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's very andor if it's very much in the aesthetics of andor and one of the characters in that one of the people he don't realize has got such a big connection to one of the other people Again, no spoilers mm-hmm. because we have people who have not seen it and Watch I want Andor. them to enjoy it. Good Watch <laughs> But yeah, so, so I like I like reading like books and mm-hmm. like I've not read comics for ages either, but I, I like the stuff that's like on the on the edges because you get a better picture of what the impact do, of it all then. And they do give you like a broader scope of not just like say the mm-hmm. Skywalker tale or the Skywalker adventures. Yeah. It's like different characters and different breeds new life into these type of areas. Going from that, and like talking about different characters as well, I know the internet is always like full of different rumors, and I know now with what's basically coming, like we're going to be telling different stories in different time frames. Um, I think it's going to be like in three different sections, uh, like before a certain time, during mm-hmm. a certain time, and then later because they're going back to like early Jedi's, like like Stone Age Jedi's at one point now. Yeah. Uh, which characters are you excited, or do you think that? They are going to be bring back. So I know um, Mace Windu is one of the fan favorites. So they keep saying that he's not dead, even though he got stung through a window and blasted uh, with it, like a, a lightning and stuff. But they keep saying that potentially he's going to make a cameo or a reappearance. Um, is that one of the ones mm-hmm. that you think? I, I know Darth Maul. I know, like, say, he's had a multitude of endings, and uh, yeah. depending on which version or where you've read or what you've watched now. Again, there was rumours that he was going to be in the um, either Obi-Wan season two, I believe. I think there was rumours for that. But... That would be interesting. I'd love to see yeah. I'd love to see Maul again because I know he's been doing justice in animation and I, I know he's got mm-hmm. such a huge fan base. Um, I would love to see... I thought we were like with a whole... Um, in Solo... Crimson mm-hmm. Dawn, and I thought we were going to get something within mm-hmm. a TV series of that, but like yeah. never did. So I would love to see like a more live action mall where he's he's a bit more animated than what he was in Phantom Menace. Because fuck me, yeah. he looks amazing in Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. and that fight scene is just truly and utterly amazing. But I just wanted to see a bit more talky talky. Let's be fair, that yeah. there is mm-hmm. meant to be a. Um... So, like there's been talk for years that there's going to be doing more of the Lando stuff with um like Donald Glover. Um oh that'd be cool. He's, he was he's, so good. Yeah, he's talking about like say, reprising the role even in TV or films. So again, if they're gonna use like solo as a follow-on point, like if they're using that mold in there, then potentially again it gives you a lot of different opportunity. Yeah. 
Um, but again, I wouldn't mind seeing some new characters as well, or some yeah. lesser known characters from, like, say, the comics, or because, um, again, I don't know his name, but the like the 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 blue guy in Mando, like the Western, um, uh, like what, yeah, yeah, he, he was like, just he was absolutely amazing. Uh, I know we're gonna get Thorn and. Again, he's just going to take over. He's going to be like I, I predicted. Now I think he's going to be the new Vader, like say in yeah. the Star Wars universe, and that's going to lead into like the next phase of the movies as well. Hopefully, touch wood. But it just depends on like say the involvement or. But do you, with the characters that they are talking about bringing back now, because Rhea's supposed to be on on a way. Well, she is on a way back. She's yes. been just thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Finn, the guy, uh, he's supposed to be coming back in a way as well. So. Uh, he's in, uh, which I never thought in a million years that he would work with Disney I would again. Never, ever. The, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Especially the interviews he's done. I thought he cut all ties, mm-hmm. but yeah. apparently not. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they finally kind of are going to give Finn the story he deserves. So mm-hmm. that might maybe be bring him back. Maybe so, they want to write some I mean, wrongs. I kind, of I kind of don't blame him for being sorry, though. He really was done dirty. Oh, like, so oh, massively I think dirty. The, the biggest mistake that they did about the, the new ones, and again, not to keep jumping on them, is they got three... They said there was going to be a trilogy, and mm-hmm. they didn't follow a story arc for each yeah. one of them. Like, each one of them decided... Oh. Like, each people who were involved had an idea of what they wanted to do. If they were going to do that, do standalone movies. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Standalone stories, that would have been so much better. Yeah, if Star you're Wars do... story did work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I just, I think JJ uh, obviously has, with The Force Awakens, you've you've basically got a whole new hope rehashed, really, yeah. haven't you? And, and to be honest, we were all fucking loving it because it'd yeah. been a long time since we'd seen a Star Wars movie. We were, we were loving it. And then mm. you've got um someone help me out with the next director. I know who he is. Rain Rain Johnson. Johnson. No, not Rain, Rain Johnson. Sorry. Rain Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yeah. I think Ryan Johnson took a very risky move. I feel like he was like, right, this is what JJ is bringing. I'm going to do something completely different. And yeah, some of it doesn't work. And I, I generally don't mind some of it yeah. but I I just felt like he, he took a risk and unfortunately mm-hmm. JJ came in at the end and on the third one and went oh, do you know what what you've just done there I'm just gonna fucking correct it yeah. all yeah. I'm very very sorry yeah. but that's but all you... that, that the last one felt like was a correction it was didn't yeah, feel like a complete movie like... it was like no yeah, yeah. Yeah, it didn't. And it it was prove, a point and proven when Mark Hamill grabbed his lightsaber. I said this on the last one and I said it very angrily. I have got a very different tone today, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> but it, it was a case of Ryan Johnson threw the lightsaber. JJ made him pick him up, pick it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this and that's again... such a massive F you to that director. He yeah. made that decision that that's, the, that's where Luke was, was at at the time. And JJ was like, Oh hell no! I'm not having that. He can. He will grab the lightsaber. But but again, this is, you know, as much shit as he gets, right? The book stops with Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. If if there was a pre-planned story and he comes in and he goes, "Oh, that great stuff!" Yeah, fuck that. We're gonna do this. Not once did she stop him. Not once did she say, "Well, yeah. hang on, is this is this going to work? Is it going to flush?" Yeah. Just like, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, they were allowed to like throw the toys out of the pram on each and at each other like mm-hmm. and it was very public as well though because yeah. even the directors were slagging each other off at, like well not yeah. like directly it was and, 
all done in like like passive aggressive comments. That and kind stuff of thing like. doesn't help the fandom. No, it like, doesn't because then if, then there's definitely that divide is there. Yeah, isn't it? So, and if you're seeing the creators slag each other off and yell at each other, then mm-hmm. then it makes it, it okay for out. other people. Yeah. yeah, it makes it okay for other people on the internet to think that they have a right mm-hmm. to go to certain characters from the second one and absolutely make their life a living hell. Mm-hmm. And, and they did it, yeah. it disgustingly. But, yeah. But they're still making the same type of mistakes, like even now, or even like not as much. But when uh, the Mandalorian came out and basically rebirthed the the Star Wars universe, and everyone thought because like one of the big things people kept on saying, you can't have star like a Star Wars story without Jedi or without uh, the Skywalkers in. No one will be invested, and the kind of and it was the kind of said, no, that this is not true. Mm-hmm. Look at uh, first season of Mando. You can't really say that about the second season because basically yeah. they used Jedi's and used Luke yeah. Skywalker. Um, just at but, the end, yeah. But, I think by that point, people were watching it because it was Mando, not because yeah. it was going to be. Oh no, I, I I get that. But what they did as well, they thought, oh great, we've got the Star Wars back, and they made a flood of announcements, almost like like the deal with Marvel. They said yeah, we're going it... to be doing Rogue Squadron, <laughs> directed by Patty Jenkins. Um, we're going to do uh, like the Gino. Uh, I'm saying name now. Uh, Gina, Gina, Con- Gina Carangi. Uh, Brano's uh, oh, side project. Gino from this morning. Gino DiCaprio. Gino Yes. Probably it could have been recasted, but it's probably safer saying his name than hers on the internet. But but that's the thing, like. All they, they said they were going to get all these things. We've got a few of them, but then they've had to cancel a few due to reasons. Or, like, I think Wonder Woman 2 didn't. So, let's be yeah. honest. I don't um, understand like the game. Paddy, Paddy yeah. Jenkins one, why they got rid of that idea. Because mm-hmm. basically. Remember the, what the internet said at that time. She's I think, a good scriptwriter, but a shit director, I think. The, the that's overall that's where it come down mm-hmm. to, yeah. Oh, so, uh, okay. But uh, they've had to scrap so many ideas. So, people are kind of like, a little bit because people call it Star Wars fatigue. I don't think it's fatigue because when you look at it, we've, we've had a few, but nowhere near to the Marvel level. It's yeah. just oh, um, Marvel is complete oversaturation yeah. now. Well, I yeah. think with Star Wars, it's like they're throwing ideas out of some. We're getting excited by the ideas, so it's kind of like getting a little bit disappointed when things mm-hmm. don't work out. Yeah, I, yeah, so, and the, uh, yeah. This is this is why I don't think anyone's going off on it because of the whole new Ray movie. Because they're kind of like sitting waiting, going, "Well, we'll just wait and yeah. see if this one is actually, it actually happens." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why, like, people would I've not seen, and if this might just be my naiveness, not been looking for it, but I've not seen a lot of hatred for the idea that there is going to be a. Ray Skywalker movie. I don't think it's a trilogy. I just think it's a movie. Yeah, because as I said, they're gonna they've said they're gonna do it in three different timescales with the movie side. They're mm-hmm. gonna go pre like all the Star Wars and showing how the Jedi's were formed and like like back to the Jedi general. <gasps> yeah. They're gonna do Monday, like well, say Monday, Monday a trek. So that'll uh, not trek. Sorry, uh, <gasps> that'll be interesting. Oh my Bring God. Like hard and everything. Uh, it wasn't me. <laughs> wasn't I know, shocker. Bringing uh, the elements of like what's going on. So that, again, that could be the Avengers style Star Wars, where everything comes in to to fight the big bad. Um, and then like in the future, they're possibly going to do like this uh, young Jedi's where uh, Rhea's Jedi. the trainer for the the next generation. It's the Jedi Academy, isn't it? It's what everyone yeah. wanted to see Luke doing, and now. Mm. 
we're at a we're at an age where that's not possible um because Mark Hamill is not mm-hmm. the young Luke Skywalker he was Anthony was bitterly disappointed that that was potentially the yeah. direction they were going in only because he would have loved to have seen it in Luke doing it <laughs> should cast Sebastian Stan <laughs> I said, I said on the first one when we talked about the Mandalorian, I was like, and I was so sure that was going to be Sebastian Stan, and lo and behold, it was not. I like, still think it it's was... funny that he, he pretends to be his actual son, and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would, I would. I, I, I think they are. There is uh, Marvel fatigue. My doors mm-hmm. just popped open. I don't know why. There is um, haunted. I know, yeah. <laughs> there is Marvel fatigue. There is no question about that because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talked about earlier where it's like, oh, if you want to enjoy this Star Wars thing, you have to watch episode this and do this and do this. And with Marvel, it's like, oh, you want to watch this movie where you're going to have to watch seven seasons of this, two seasons of that, mm-hmm. this special, this Halloween one, this short on YouTube. And it's just like, I can't. There's not enough time in the day to consume all the content that is out there. I think with Star Wars, they there was a hint of fatigue, and they have quickly jumped on it and reined themselves back. Yeah. Because let's if you think back to 2016, 2017, they were like, and it's going to be a movie every two years about the main trilogy. There's going to be a Star yeah, Wars story right. every year. Mm-hmm. There's going to be three TV shows. There's going to be this. There's going to be this. And everyone's yeah, just gone right. like, now, whoa. Mm-hmm. If you do that you are going to exhaust and everyone's going to be sick to fucking death of this. Yeah. No one's going to come, come to our theme parks and no one's going to want to buy the shit. Oh, yes, they will. And it quickly showed with Solo. I think Solo was the smoking gun mm. where they were like, you knock this out. There was extensive reshoots. They brought in a new director. Yeah, they shot the whole film again, didn't they, basically? Yeah, that, yeah. essentially the whole film again. And it was like, that was the smoking gun for them to go right we need to we need to hold back now we need to yes knock out rise of the skywalker but then just hold off on the movies focus mm-hmm. on the tv and i think that they're looking at it again now because we've now had so many tv shows mm-hmm. that, like, that we now need to move yeah. back we to now movies. need to move to movies yeah. i would I, find that balance, <laughs> balance yeah that's <laughs> yeah but at least they, but at least they're willing to look at it whereas yes. marvel have just went you will have all of this and i am yeah. such a marvel fangirl like Same. i should be fucking loving this but i'm it's quite exhausting i think next year oh, is going to be a different year yeah. for marvel after this year to be fair. i but try I think... and so so long sorry as i said i try and explain to people like just google a synopsis of the film please <laughs> yeah. please don't please don't treat it like an obligation because the fun goes when you treat it like an obligation mm-hmm I think it's we've... you meant to love it, not like be beholden to it. Yeah, yeah. I th- I more people Marvel, should treat it like that. I think with Marvel, a lot of it's already written. With Star mm-hmm. Wars, it isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a whole galaxy of stories that they could tell. Yeah, and yeah. they need to find that balance of. Yeah, yeah, we can have a few movies. I mean, yes, it's a cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway because fuck it. Star Trek's doing the same thing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Where. Yeah. There's been no movie since 2015. Everyone's wanting a movie, so they're like, right, okay, we're going to try a streaming movie every two years. If that works, we'll try that. Maybe a limited release. TV shows, the original CEO Paramount was like, I don't want a week without Star Trek. I want Star Trek all week, every week, all year, blah, blah, blah. And people are like, well, no, because that's how fatigue sets in. That's how things get tired. So they're like, right, so we'll only have three shows a year spaced out so you have two months between 
each show or a month between each show. And Star Wars, like I said, it's getting to that stage where it's, yes, we've had the movies and that plan's not going to work. You've got so many TV shows, but you can't have all the TV shows all the time. They need to, people need a breather between yeah. consuming a story. They don't want to go, yeah. right, that's finished. So next week it's this series and the week, yeah. and the week after that. it's a, People mm-hmm. need months or weeks between to digest what yeah. they have just consumed. Or for like Stranger Things, yeah, oh, just, yes. just, just miss it a bit. That's yeah. the thing. Just learn to miss it yeah. and want it. Yeah, learn to miss it. It's such but a good way formal. of looking at it. Learn to miss it because Game of Thrones was like yeah. that. But you yeah, had formal. to, you had to learn to miss that because it was years before the next season came yeah. out. But th- these these studios now are now learning that back when we had years between movies and year, you know months between TV series and it was all weekly. The anticipation is what yes. makes it yeah. more satisfying Absolutely. for the audience. How... You can get a hype train going, honestly. I miss that. I miss that in cinema. You're more likely to rewatch it as well because you're more yeah. likely to like get the disc or download it or something because yeah. you want to remember what's happened. And yeah. if you're yeah. watching it back to back to back to back, back you don't, it all blends into one. Yeah, it just it, it becomes all muddled. Yeah. yeah. You don't I you miss... kind of forget. I totally miss that feeling of build up and anticipation and mm-hmm. waiting and yep. excitement. And I, I, I think the last time I felt that was Endgame. Mm. I don't think I felt anything after that for yeah. for any for any movie. But mm-hmm. I used to love waiting for Star Wars, like when Force Awakens came out. Yeah. Like I didn't go to the midnight showing of that one. I went a couple of days later, but I did for the next one. I dragged me poor mother. I was like, <laughs> "Mom, come on, poor lady." Had to wait up until midnight. But it, when we walked out, she was so uh, so happy that she'd. She. I don't think she knew what was going on because I don't think she remembered <laughs> Force Awakens. But it was it was just the feeling she got. She went. This is the feeling I got when I left yeah. originally in the seventies. Like that was mm. that kind of like feeling for her. Um, and I loved the build-up for movies at that time, but it just seems to have disappeared, and it's yeah. so sad. Grant looks like he's been patient there, bless him. <laughs> I'm sorry, Grant. It's all right. It, 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 that conversation definitely needed to finish because I think what it's brought about is where we initially came from with this in relation to toxicity in fandom. Mm. And it's hitting that plateau point between anticipation and haven't already formulated in your own head your exact ideal of what the next mm-hmm. part will be. And I think that's where the toxicity came in with Star Wars in the first place. We had a generation from the 70s through the 80s who, when the prequel trilogy came out in the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. they felt like that prequel trilogy was the story that was owed to them. And mm-hmm. that is not the way that it was done at yeah. all. That was the trilogy for the new generation. It was given a new generation of kids, a new generation of Star Wars fans, something to hold on to and build on. And then we got this great big long gap up to The Force Awakens, where we then had two generations of kids, one generation of kids that hated the prequel trilogy and it grew on them because it was all that they had to watch for 10 years. And then the prequel trilogy kids who would look back at the old ones and gone, look at this, uh, the fight sequences aren't that good, all the rest of it, wanting that expectation of what the new trilogy brought about. And even without the the changes in directors and what have you, I think that main the the sequel trilogy suffered from one catastrophic moment. 
and we mm-hmm. all know what that is. It's the loss of Carrie Fisher in the mm-hmm. middle of um, mm-hmm. the storyline. I do not think, it's not a case of whether the story went well or not. I think the rewrite of the third movie in the sequel trilogy is potentially what harmed it more than maybe where the initial intent went to be. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, digressing ever so slightly, but the Marvel fatigue is us going too far in the opposite direction. It is, we've got to wait a couple of years between Marvel films. No, now we've got it all the time, all the time, all the time, all the mm-hmm. time, all the time. Um, but that's always been the way Marvel has been. Star Wars as a franchise has got that decades-long gaps in, oh, I hate this word, canon, there's no multiverse in star wars play nice knights of the old republic you fuckers (laughs) Um, but we we do we've had those big long areas of expectation Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. say i think star wars i said that i was fatigued out with star wars at the beginning and i think i still am to a certain degree but they haven't fucked up the way that marvel did because they are almost getting the sweet spot right with all of this you know those of us that grew up in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s uh, well the 70s and the 80s and we had the original trilogy as part of our childhood what were we all obsessed with we were all obsessed with boba fett he was the <laughs> one character didn't that like wasn't him. part of the main character maybe really? maybe not yourself personally mate but i, I think did. universally yeah. as yeah. our generation yeah, yeah. yeah. totally I was like the icon. About boba fett. yeah and now we've got it yeah. Like they've gone with the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba mm-hmm. Fett and gone, right, you whinging 40 to 60-year-old bastards that have never been pleased by anything. Yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. That's what you wanted. And with, um, I can't pronounce it, the one with Rosario Dawson, mm-hmm. okay. we're getting the appeasement to the generation of the prequel kids mm-hmm. because she survived the purge mm-hmm. and all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there's the bit that's going to fill... Your yeah. bit in, and then with Ray, we've got appeasing the third trilogy's generation, the kids that were. Isn't what? it a bit sad though that they have to, like to look at it that way? It's like it's almost like they're apologising yeah. for what came before. <laughs> but they yeah. did that with the first. Se- the the very first line of the Force Awakens was a deliberate message to the generation that was so pissed off with the prequel trilogy. It it was it was straight away. It was this will start to make things right. Yeah, It was mm-hmm. a deliberate message to the people that were so angry at the way that the prequel trilogies uh, were done that they said, this will try and make, I mean, yeah, and but it, it's... By the end of the trilogy, message. it just sent them off a cliff. Yeah. Because <laughs> of God. And how else would you have done the prequel trilogy? You know what I mean? An origin story yeah. is always yeah. difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, in... I know the midichlorians thing was a little bit, uh, but <laughs> at the same time, we're also looking at a society that has um, developed intergalactic space travel. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think it's beyond the realms that there would be some form of test that could potentially gauge mm-hmm. somebody's force sensitivity yeah. and all the rest of it. And also, we've gone off a little bit in relation to episodes of The Mandalorian and uh, episodes of Andor and what have you. And I think the prequel tr- trilogy, going back to what Paul said about The Phantom Menace, it gives the the not quite so polarised view of mm. the world and the world that it needs to be throughout. You know, the Jedis aren't mm-hmm. inherently good because they are um, what amounts to an oppressive religious regime. 
Um, yeah. You know, they are they are monks. They are the you know, if we look at the samurai movies and what have you that they were based on, they are the samurai. They are the Shaolin, and not inherently a force for good. If their things are taken too far, that new episode, uh, the one in the Mandalorian with all the um, the people that clones with all the uh, uh, yeah, where they're trying yeah. to yeah. it was like kind of like the hints to uh, uh, Snoke, wasn't it? So yeah, totally, yeah. man. It, it's that overwhelming view that once conflict has started, it can't possibly be stopped because these people are being brought in from the Empire, and mm-hmm. because they need to be monitored, because they need to be looked at, because they need to be constantly tested to make sure that they're not going to be disruptive. They, by proxy, become the second-class citizenship in a governmental structure that is supposed to be broader and equal for everybody and immediately they aren't equal so the seeds of dissent and the seeds of uh rebellion are already starting to form within them it's it's that vicious cycle that nobody's ever going to be ever going to be happy with it which is not just the inherent story behind star wars but the inherent story behind its fucking fan base as well no matter what you put in front of people People will never be happy and people no. will always push mm-hmm. back against it and the big wheel will constantly turn. Cool. And just remember re- rebellion. Put, I want to smash the wheel. <laughs> just just remember the rebellions are built on hope. Yeah. My God, <laughs> Grant, I have like just soaked in everything that you've just fucking said. Big there. brain mode. I No, absolutely not. I'm oh. not even going to go down that route after what you've just said there. It yeah. was absolutely amazing. And you fucking <laughs> wondered why you didn't, why you were coming on this episode. So we are yeah. going to take loads of sound bites of what Sammy just said as I well. That's going to be two shits at the minute. Like, <laughs> not, not on the back of what he's just said. That was fucking no, incredible. I think... It's definitely good to hear somebody speak who is a bit disenfranchised because it it definitely gives you a different perspective. You are able to look at it a bit more objectively rather than like, oh, yay, Ewoks <laughs> kind of thing. Baby Gregu. Well, yeah. Oh, God, that's you me. Know. <laughs> exactly, it's me too. It's me too, and I'm not ashamed of it. But mm-hmm. You know, the big standout with the, the sequel trilogy, the, oh, my God, Palpatine's come back. How can Palpatine come back? How can It doesn't make any sense. The minute Princess Leia decides she's fucking Superman, Palpatine yeah. makes all of the sense in the yeah. world. I just said He's he was... the one fucking bred and, like, taught by Sidious. He can defy mm-hmm. death. If Leia can just go, you know what, I'm not that arsed about the Force. He isn't lightsaber. I give it up. And then get blown out of an airlock. Don't get me yeah. started about airlocks. We'll be here all fucking day. <laughs> did she have a zip on, did she? Yeah, she does. Oh, good gosh. She doesn't even have a zip, mate. Mm. She doesn't even have a fucking zip. And she just comes floating back in. But yeah. if her, as somebody who has abandoned the Force, has yeah. that power, then mm-hmm. Palpatine definitely has the power to just float around just... in space after the death tart blows up and goes, you know what? Yeah. Get a land over there. Well, I <laughs> just said he was I just said he, he was the best player of hide and seek. <laughs> the thing that just in me is like he had like fair enough I could take Palpatine come back. It's where did then, all those people come all from? those people come from and yeah. they like like yeah, thousands and thousands, and thousands of star are destroyers. Like his, are they just like his failed force? clones? Maybe. What's going on about? He's a clone, so like no, maybe they're all no. They're, they're disciples. They are disciples, right? And yeah. There's a whole there's a whole explanation about it. They said, "Oh well, it's this and these disciples. They did this and they built these ships and they do this and they do." And I'm like, "Did you not fucking think to put that in the film? 
there was no expert all we got was somehow powerful team returned great yeah well it's done. just poor Dameron going yeah. he's back but it's, <laughs> but, it's <laughs> but they did it when, when it came out and there was an explanation they were like this planet has all these disciples and they were trained and they built these ships and they manned them and they do this yeah. and it's like put it in the film yeah, so like, people know is that I love, not where the like, Mandalorian's little... going is the, yeah. not the thing with the clones and this dude who's fucking yeah. sympathising against the clones? Is that not going to be where clearly... all the people came from? Yeah, that's clearly five years like... later we get an explanation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I like like Drag when there's like out. comics or books or whatever that give you the little extra little bit of detail in the context, but. Not everybody's going to read those. No. Yeah. But you need to put, there's some context you need to put in the films. Especially as well. if it's if it's something as big as that yeah. as well. It's not like, yeah. oh, all right, he's, he's given some, like, some, uh, some Ewoks a backhander to put some cloaks on. Right. Uh, send some Darth e- Ewoks right. and stuff like Because you never say what they look like. You just say them looking all sinister and stuff. <laughs> but what happens if the Ewoks were taken over by the dark side? That That's the, that's the Star Wars film that Is I want to get involved in. There. Gungans, man. They all do this. Make the dark side. Make the dark side. Make the dark this is like Jawas and just like half the Jawas are like in the stores and they're half like robbing all the ships. Oh, bless. Yes. Um, so to finish off, because like I say, I know, like I said, we could, we've talked for hours anyway. We could, we could um, do a, definitely do a part three on this at some point. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much you can talk about when it comes to Star Wars. So another hard question for the fanboys here. Um, oh, okay. Who is your favorite character in any of the, like what we've got? Oh my god! Give Grant. Grant's not, and we'll get Grant. Oh, okay, Grant. I, mm-hmm. I like Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much just Anakin, but obviously what supports around Anakin. You know, the, the Obi Wan's character is undoubtedly phenomenal. I didn't agree with every choice that they made in the Obi Wan series, mm-hmm. and there was a sequel mentioned earlier on. I really, really hope they don't do a sequel. I think it. I, I think it works wonderfully within like as a standalone, but I liked the the prequel trilogy story arc, you know what I mean? What is the mm. one thing that breaks him away from the Jedi code? It, it's not his hatred, it's love. Mm-hmm. It's love that takes him away from it, which establishes that not quite so polarizing mental uh, morality of mm-hmm. the Jedis to begin with, because yeah. I'm as much as, as grim as I am, um, I'm a big hippie at heart and I'm always talking about fucking loving each other and loving everybody and all that kind of mm-hmm. fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that starting point for it right there, it's about the his anger comes from the love of his mother, his anger comes from his love of Padme. That to me was the the perfect way to mm-hmm. establish Anakin as a character to get where we get to with Darth Vader. You know, it's not that he's angry, it's not that he's vicious, it's not that he's ferocious. It all stems from this overwhelming love that he has for people. And yeah, I've always it's, it's... really rang true with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same with the Soka. Um, because obviously Soka is his yeah. Pad- Padawan. And um spoilers, she gets um kicked out of the Jedi Council, she gets kicked out of the Jedi Temple, she's no um and he takes that majorly down. And it is love. Yeah. It's always, yeah. It, I think Anakin is such an underrated character given that, like, 
from the, the just the prequel movies, I just don't think people took the time to actually really sit down and get to to get to to hash right. them out. But in Clone Wars, you really get to see mm-hmm. how fucking amazing he is. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Sammy, your favorite character? Oh my god, this is so hard because it's it yeah. changes every fucking day. Yesterday it was Bo Katan. Um <laughs> I'm thinking right now, is it Padme? Um is it Jar Jar? But Jar 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 Jar's like he's I do love him. Um oh god. Okay. Being greedy. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Say on the one, I dare you. Lisa takes Sammy thirsty for Jar Jar. Always. Um that's it's a probably bum bum. Ob- <laughs> <laughs> it's probably Obi Wan Kenobi, right? Like most, like really, when I think about like story arcs and actor, the, you know, the actors that have played them and um, what we what we get from Obi Wan, how fucking hard Obi Wan is. Um, <laughs> I just thoroughly enjoy his story arcs. Never give him the high can- ground. Yeah, because <laughs> he will defeat you. Yes. Um. I do. I love Ewan McGregor's portrayal as him in not just the the movies, but in the the TV series that we got. Um, even though I was really frustrated as to, I just want to see badass Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't need to see this broken shell of a man. Like, let's mm-hmm. just move this on, move this on. I, yeah. I get it for storytelling point of view, but like in my head, I'm just like, move it on. Let's come on. He is badass. Let's see this. Um, but yeah, I want to see Obi Wan. Cool. What about you, Lauren? Like Sammy, mine changes every so often. It just like, depends how I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, like, with having read, like, books and stuff, there's, like, some book characters I really love, like Mara Jade. Um, I really love Ahsoka. I love mm-hmm. how she had a genuine growth in, like, yeah. the Clone Wars TV show. Because at first she was fucking annoying. She <laughs> yes. was really fucking said, annoying. Who voice was a Tara Reid who voiced it? Or... No, 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 it wasn't. Ashley Eckstein. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, re- I said that to Anth- exactly the same to Anth last night because we've just gotten up to the point in in Clone Wars where she's gone. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I can't believe this annoying little shit is mm-hmm. turned out to be one of the most badass yeah. people. Like, I fucking but love she, her. She goes on a, a really genuine, like, she has this moment where she really fucking screws up. And mm-hmm. she kind of has, she gets knocked all the way down the ladder and she has to kind of like pick herself up and grow as like a person. Yeah. And pick herself up and work back to like, then that kind of turns out into what she is. Yeah. And so that kind of makes her amazing. And then I love Leia because obviously as a little kid watching Princess Leia, you know, it's amazing. I have a cat called Leia, you know, <laughs> she's a princess. And, but I, I kind of loved her evolution from being like, the princess but being a complete smart ass and being like you know really like a, a ball basher even as like quite she's only like what 18 19 luke mm. and were in the in the original films yeah so they were quite young but she's always like a like a politician and like a representative of her planet and then she kind of like evolves into like you see her as the general later on and mm-hmm. it's it's a shame we did kind of lose her because we didn't really see her at her full force and her full power mm-hmm. I, I do think yeah. it was slightly disingenuous to just have a like eh, fuck the force you know like yeah. eh. and i think it would have been it would have been so amazing so powerful to see her as like this 
lightsaber wielding old lady and that would have been like <laughs> yes. that would have been completely amazing but i i know they got there's like so much hate for it but i loved her in obi-wan I yeah loved, like, i quite like little, little yeah. child yeah. i would i would have like if i'd seen that as a child I would have gone to school every day dressed as Leia, you know. Yeah. I'd have like I'd have wanted Lola the little droid. I would have like lost my tiny mind. And mm-hmm. I ran like that too because I'm really <laughs> short. I had little legs. I couldn't run. Scamper. <laughs> like no trouble, no hate. So we're gonna have to get a video of Lauren running now to compare. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Just but, yeah. Uh... Just to chime in with Leia, I genuinely think that the last of the sequel trilogies, it was supposed to be Leia that faced off against Palpatine yeah. and not Rey, and that it was a rewrite of so at too. the absolute last minute. Um, I think Rey was supposed to face off against Kylo Ren, and potentially mm-hmm. they would both come to Leia's aid. Mm-hmm. And there we have the balance with the Force, so to yeah. speak, that they've spoken about the entire time. You had Rey on the light side and Ben Solo on the dark side, and Palpatine and Leia both die, and they ride off into the sunset mm-hmm. and have wonderful gray, de- gray Jedi <laughs> children. Um, and it would have been so wonderful to see Leia as that kind of powerful yeah. not uh, a matriarch character almost kind of spanning past just the military thing and having the mm-hmm. you know the It makes know, sense though as well because yeah. if you think about yeah. Leia's arc in these films she's lost uh, 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 like a love in ha- in Han, she's lost a brother in Luke, so then potentially in the third one she's going to lose a son. So mm-hmm. it, I can see where you're coming from. Like yeah. as I said, that as a story that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. And to try and back in, I quite like Kylo Ren as a character. I think yeah. I think Adam Driver did a phenomenal yeah. job Massive. with what he yeah. had. In as John in- Oliver keeps saying, Adam Driver <laughs> is a beautiful, sexy man. He is. He's, he's, he's a fantastic amazing. actor. Yes. He smells he, amazing. I bet he smells <laughs> amazing. That's an Because if you think about his character <laughs> and like the the weird up and down, this legacy mm. that he can't ever quite stand well, he's up. He's never going to reach it, is he's he? Never, he's no. never going to get there. He's never going to be Anakin. He's never going to be his, you know, his uncle. He's never going to be his mother. Yeah. And. So, Take, joining the dark side in a way is almost like the easy way out because it's just yeah. coming you're not having to stick to these high unobtainable like jedi values mm-hmm. you know being a sith is a bit down and dirty it's like giving into the, like, the passion and the the fury and the anger it's not like pushing it out so yeah but yeah i, I quite like color run as well at times i think i, I think he deserved better i i controversial opinion i think Ray should have died, not him. Who's she? I agree. I agree. Very much agree. I didn't understand why she got a golden lightsaber. It was like the, the golden ticket at the end. Well done. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Here's Goodwill? Your prize. <laughs> what about you, Goodwill? I'm Ray Skywalker. You're fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> so angry. <laughs> oh, I'm minute if that old lady turned around and said that. <laughs> like, you're not Shut Skywalker. I know that family. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your cake all, you're not. <laughs> she's, not the, she's not the Skywalker, she's a naughty boy. She's a naughty boy. Uh, my favourite character... They call that fraud in this country. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you fraud. Um, my favourite character... Oh, God. 
<laughs> the dude that's running with the ice cream machine in Empire, I, I always find that funny. But uh, no, seriously, uh, um, my, uh, what, on the what do we need ice cream? The coolest planet in the world, yeah. Get the Cornetto maker film, I'm on No, mine is, uh, <laughs> mine is a stalker. Um, yeah. Yes, she was annoying as fuck. But as we have said, as we have said all the way through this, like in, in Star Trek and Star Wars, we've got those characters where you're like, you're a dick, mm-hmm. but I like you now. Mm-hmm. She was annoying, and then we saw an evolution in Ahsoka yeah. uh, through Clone Wars, through Rebels, through Resistance. Uh, but we, we are going to see it now in uh, Ahsoka. I absolutely love her character. Uh, I love everything about her. Um and for me, you know, if, if people think, oh, it's going to be Han Solo, it's going to be Dad. No, it's it's Ahsoka. I just I just think purely because she is one of the most fleshed out characters within the Star Wars universe, because we have literally seen her grow up from a child yeah. to this boss kick ass Jedi master that she is now. Mm, very cool. cool. Probably mine is probably sentimental more than anything else he's probably the least annoying character in any of the star wars and he's the most endearing to be fair probably makes me a bit of a furry as well because i absolutely love chewy i just yeah. love every aspect to chewy's just as you said the mate that you want he would support you he even gets upset when the most annoying character in the star wars universe c3po gets blasted and you all celebrate but he puts him back together but he puts his head on back to front which is hilarious as well um but and I, I remember watching the new ones and fearing that they'd killed off Chewie nearly broke me. And I, I had a meltdown in the cinema mm. at that. I accidentally punched somebody guys with. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I just like I lost it. I completely lost it. Mm. Like flailing and everything. Yeah, but just like I know he gets like a more fleshed out backstory and a lot of different elements uh, like say with his family in uh, the Christmas special that you find <laughs> out uh, he's got baby Wookiees um, and I love the fact that he's like nearly 600 years old as well um, it's he just still looks fucking good yeah yes and he was my favourite figure as a kid as well like when I had like the little toy figure of Chewie um, I didn't have the crossbow because it was quite hard to get the crossbow with it um, yeah. But um, I absolutely I was, think he's just an amazing. I always like, wanted to add-on. give him a hug. Yes, I just wanted a big hug from Shuey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, um, like I don't know what why he, he always does appeal to us, but it's just I guess uh, like I, I as a kid I always wanted to play as Han, so I mm-hmm. always wanted to have a friend or someone like said like a little a crewmate like Chewy that didn't say anything that or like. No one else could understand just you, so that's probably why I like say I like Goodwill a little bit because like he says <laughs> random stuff that nobody gets. <laughs> I'm not hairy. Well, well, whoa, the, whoa, frosted, whoa, whoa. the frosted tips like they kind of given off some like but, chewy. Hair we saw the pictures of your chest. Remember? <laughs> oh my god, that picture! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who dresses as a lion. Yes. So anyway, Star Wars guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Chewie's my favourite. Yes, Did any go? Yeah. Who did well, Grant say? Anakin. 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 
Oh, Anakin, you got your totally wet, that wet fucking moist. zone out over that. Stop <laughs> Anakin, he said Anakin. I'm so sorry. I was like, I was just thinking, I was, oh. Sam's like, please talk to me more, Grant. <laughs> sorry, we'll get you a private room afterwards, Sam. It's fine. I'll give her a little forced choke. <laughs> you just need to stop. The lack of concentration concerns me, Chuck. I'm fucking screaming. We'll get her one no, of them eggs. Like, we'll get her one of them eggs. One of them birthdays, and Grant can just press random buttons to bed. Just to see what happens. Make Sammy jealous by choking Goodwill instead. He likes to watch that as well. So <laughs> it's after ten o'clock. We've gone absolutely off the rails now. <laughs> it's now into watershed. Midnight. Now, yeah. now we're in the Donner and Goodwill session. So yeah, we're back <laughs> at the Star Wars porn again now. Coming soon. <laughs> the podcast. But yes, anyone else? Any points that? I wanted to talk about that we might have missed. They should have killed R two D two. Get out! Uh, the bit where they killed Chewie, mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it because to me, again, this emotional hedonist kind of character looking at the kind of the the prequel trilogy, they needed to take out. To me, they needed to take out a fan favorite. They needed to mm-hmm. Game of Thrones it a little bit in order for that mm-hmm. that yeah. first generation of Star Wars fans to truly feel the emotional impact that, at least from my perspective, I've wanted to take out of movies as I've got older. Um, maybe not to kill off Chewie, but I think that R two D two. I agree. And because... we needed a hearts break, and we needed. Mm-hmm the Rogue One moment out of that final trilogy. There was an inevitability about Han dying and then, mm-hmm. like, Luke. That that felt really inevitable. Like, it was like, a gut punch, but it, cause it Han, wasn't Because Harrison shock. Ford hates Star Wars. It wasn't surprising. It just wasn't, like, that surprising, really. So. Worse than Alec Guinness. It was, exactly, it was Obi-Wan dying again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well... But cool. Yeah. But yes. Kill the fucking droids. Kill the droids. <laughs> yes. But you uh, said that have to have the same actor. They could. They are continual. So to just get rid of them completely would be like quite surprising because R two was no snitch though. No, no, he's not. <laughs> really not. It's a little bastard. He could have saved us all. Yes, but yes. Um. So that was Star Wars Part Two with the return of the nerds. Uh, so yes, nerd strike back. Nerd strike back. <laughs> no, Paul, I am your daddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've lost. I've lost no. a hand again. I didn't even get the lightsaber out. But Paul's right hey. hand disappears. I'll turn away and lose your hand. <laughs> Can I'm, we not, give, going, can I'm we not going a, in that cell I picked. Can we give a shout out to the Family Guy trilogy? Blue Harvest, something, 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 Dark Side, and it's a trap. Dark Side. And, and, and the fact that when it came to it's a trap, the crawl was just Seth, Seth MacFarlane just going, look, guys, we didn't want to do this. Fox forced us to do this. So let's just fucking get it over and done with, shall I? And it just continues on. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought that those are some of the best parodies of Star Wars. I have ever seen, and I think they were done so well. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was, was only supposed to be a lot of love. Yeah, it was only supposed to be Blue Harvest, and the fact that Seth MacFarlane just went, "Fox wanted us to do this. I don't want to fucking do it. No one wants to fucking do it. Here it is." And I just thought it's refreshing, to be honest. Sometimes I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a flex against Cartoon Network after Robot Chicken went out and absolutely smashed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, definitely. There's been a, a few, as you said, versions. I, I know 
like say one of my not parodies but like fan service was fanboys um like say i absolutely don't i know we talked about that quite like say extensively previously but if you love star wars it's got every different aspect the only thing that kind of not just doesn't spoil it is like say it does uh, go on hard about the the rivalry between star wars and star trek we don't uh, hawk trek here doesn't exist. <laughs> yes. Guys, um, we've missed one massive one if we're talking about offshoots and that kind of stuff. We're all from the Northeast. Geordie Star Wars. No, it never happened. No, no. What do you mean it never happened? <laughs> I, I'm from Birmingham. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a part of this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I refuse to acknowledge that. Go and Google Geordie Star Wars. I think you can understand what go we're saying. Google, go and Google Star Wars Scarborough, that ancient... Spaceport of Scarborough, apparently in the Star Wars universe. God help people who visit Scarborough. Jesus. So yes. So uh, thanks everyone. And like I say, I know you've been busy in the chat tonight. So some new faces yes, has popped up as seeing, well. So thank you. Us. Yes. Thank you. And oh, little Grugu's popped up as well. Yeah. Um, and like I say, we did have quite a number of people at one point. So that was always we did. And thank yeah. you, thank you for everyone who stuck with us. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are going to have a busy week this week as well. So oh, well, summer is better. <laughs> so we are recording. Uh, it's not live. We are recording an episode wow. on Tuesday that's going to be going out on Saturday for a free comic book day. We are going to be talking about mm-hmm. comics on Tuesday. Sammy is recording her first. Uh, like divulge in the monsterverse, uh, on the Thursday night. Is that right? That's right, and that will be going out every Monday. Yeah, Monster Monday, and then uh, Goodwill will be not so live this Friday because, uh, like I say, but he oh, will be. Yes, I oh, doesn't she look like an Ewok? She does. Oh. <laughs> It's just blinking. Um, <laughs> and Beautiful. the first the first Nerdy Up North podcast of May will be live next Sunday. And we are talking about top five British comedies, I believe. Oh, that's me again. It's going to be me. Yes. So we have got Lauren, Sarah and Grant again. <laughs> so do we? Yes. You've put your name down. I'll take you up if you want. <laughs> no, no, I'll do it. That's going to be a fun week. Uh, <laughs> top five British TV uh, comedies. So, yes. So, all of us are going to be talking about Faulty Towers. Joke. Yes. So, anything you want to plug, guys? No, just remember to find us on Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook community page, TikTok, all the good stuff. Please come and join us. Please like this video, share this video, listen to us on any podcast and streaming that you find. Remember, like them too. It all helps algorithms. I, I forgot to tell. I, I always forget to tell people, please like the video. I, I think we told like them last the week video. and loads of people. Please. We actually start liking it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Don't just watch. Press the like button. Press the um, like button. It helps with the algorithms. Uh, yes. My, my, uh, I think mine's Star Trek is going on Friday. You're going on recorded. Friday. We've, we've just said yes. that, Goodwill. Uh, I know, yeah. it's, I, I know, it's just it's recorded, but it's going to be a premiere, so right? It's going to be a, a channel premiere. So, so I think the chat, chat will be open for you as well. So, Goodwill will be in the chat, so you can chat with Goodwill, the, the Goodwill. famous Goodwill. Uncharted. Oh yes, I also do Twitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Tuesday at six six thirty p.m. I will be continuing my adventures through Uncharted One. So Ooh. good. What about you, Grant? 
Anything to plug? Um, I just put out random crap whenever I, I feel like it. So, you know, I'm on Twitch from time to time, just literally whatever I feel like playing. And if you're on Facebook or YouTube, chuck in Getting Mugged by My Cat, and you get mm-hmm. to see my uh, wonderful little princess stealing food out of my mouth. Um, and yeah, you know, like, comment, share <laughs> everything. Just search yes. Nerdy, Nerdy Up North because it's all us. Even the Pornhub account is us. <laughs> it's all <laughs> us. Yes, I've got uh, all the names everywhere. Don't worry, no one can steal it. Um, <laughs> you told me about... it was for private use. Yes, <laughs> what about you, Lauren? Anything to plug? Um, Just to re- reiterate, that is Free Comic Book Day on Saturday. It is a global event. It is going strong nearly 20-ish mm-hmm. years now. Um. It's always the first Saturday of May, barring a couple of years in the pandemic. But do support your local comic book store for these events because comics are for life, not just for Christmas. And free <laughs> comic book day is like geek Christmas. So do check and, out to see if your stores are having an event because many do. And be nice to your local comic yeah, book store owners as well. Nice. Be nice to the people who work nice. there and give up their time. Well, don't give up their time. They get paid for that <laughs> shit, but yeah. still be nice to them. <laughs> But yeah, but yes, yeah. Just look after them. Take so them yes. biscuits as well, because it is very thirsty and hungry work. All right, I should say Sarah shall bring you a cake, but probably not <laughs> yeah. to Birmingham. Um, no. <laughs> but yes, uh, we have got many things coming up and many adventures planned. Thank you guys for all the support and all the help. Um, I know, like I say, Goodwill appreciate, Grand appreciate, we appreciate, Sammy definitely appreciates, even though she doesn't smile that often. But you can make her <laughs> smile, trust us. She's uh, smiling on the inside. Yes. Always. <laughs> Always. So, and again, any ideas or anything you want to throw us, I'll gladly ignore them. But yes, same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs> Stay nerdy, everyone. May the force Bye. be with you. Bye. Bye.